0: I think photos is just a different approach. I'm gonna get mine. Yeah. I'm gonna get my whatever it is. If it's an extra sweater, you know, right. if it's a fucking Nike hat, whatever the fuck it is, I'm gonna get something for me out of this because it appears it appears that there's there's more to this than just driving to work and
1: keeping the peace Hey, Matt Cox, and I'm gonna be interviewing Mike Dowd and Mike Dowd is a former New York City police officer, okay. 75th Precinct, uh, I just watched a documentary on him, it's a great documentary, we're gonna put the link for the documentary, might even do a little thing, it's on YouTube, so we can do a little thing right here, Bling, you know, that little thing, mm-hmm. and they can watch the documentary, and we're gonna go over Mike's story, and that's it, appreciate yeah. it. So yeah, so I'm happy to
0: be here, my name is Mike Dowd, if, you, if you've seen the 75 documentary, you'll know a little bit about the story, and if you don't, check out the documentary, it's an interesting story about the 1980s, basically the new york city police department the corruption during the crack epidemic that hit new
1: york city right yeah it was it's it's a great documentary it's a great story but um but anyway so let's just start so i'm just gonna go with what struck me about the whole story in general is that you were what like like you were what 19 or 20 or something well i was was
0: 21 and like a week when i became a New York City cop,
1: right? But you went. What'd you do? You went to the why police why, academy? Yeah, but why? Why did you did you always want to be a police no, officer?
2: No,
0: no. It's just so. So I come from a long, fan, long line of civil servants. My father was a uh, New York City firefighter. My grandfather was a New York City bus driver. My great grandfather was a New York City cop for a week. So <laughs> back in the day when he, he said men sleep at night, so he right. refused to do a midnight shift. So yeah, but so anyway, so. Uh, the Irish civil servant uh, underbelly of New York City—that was that was New York City in the in the probably from the '40s on up until now. You know, so I wouldn't say currently because it's more like Hispanic and African American. But uh, so every every ethnic group works their way through, and, and, and usually it's the city jobs that uh, the politicians control, and they. End up being in whatever whatever ethnicity is in the city at the time. Right, it becomes politically in charge, and then politically in charge, some patronage takes place, and then for the for years, uh, the Irish ran the police department in New York
1: City. Right, so
0: which had nothing to do with the civil service hiring exams. It's just that it was the it was the place to go for work.
1: Right, and so you so you so when you went to the police academy in your twenties, and then you're 21 years old. Right. You get hired right away. And, right. You ended up in one of the worst. Well, the so yeah, so so I, I end
0: I end I ended up in the police academy, and uh, so I took the job because I needed to, I wanted to get laid, I wanted to get married. Course. I needed. It's to, I, I needed to have a job. Yeah, your priority, right? Yeah, I I, I, so yes. Yeah, so my my penis was my priority. Pretty much still is. Uh, and so I, I needed to get a job, and and, and in order to get a, in order to get married back then, you needed to get a job. <laughs> I don't know about today, but back right. then, you needed to have a job. And so uh, having a police job was, a, was was a career that would at least give you some stability. If you if you of course if you treated it that way. And um, so I took the job. Uh, and then, of course, immediately after I took the job, the girl I was dating and engaged to said, I'm not marrying a police officer. That's crazy. So I found myself basically, after the police academy, semi-broken up, single, crying and bitching and moaning, that why, you, why don't you want to be with me type of thing. Right. Which, in the end, she was probably right the whole time.
1: Right. She made the right call. <laughs> she made yeah. the
0: right call, but I refused to accept that. Right. You know, because of my hard-headed... Uh, stud muffin and 80% muffin
1: (laughs) or something going through me. So, uh, so then you ended up. Uh, what? So you met your wife at the time, or a few years so, later?
0: No. So I was dating her. Went through the academy. We broke up. We got back together. Broke up. She got pregnant. Okay. We got back together okay. and got married.
1: Yeah. So, so you you started at the police at the police you, academy, it, yeah. well, right? But I mean, then you were you went to the seventy uh, fifth precinct, which is one of the most dangerous. Well, pre-
0: so, so I ended time. up in Queens first, and uh, as, okay. as a rookie, so I so I cut my teeth as a rookie in Queens, walking the streets under. If anyone's familiar with Roosevelt Avenue under the L. Junction Boulevard. It, it was back then. It was called Little Columbia because that was where the Colombians settled in and did all their cocaine distributions from. Right. Uh, was was uh, was uh, Elmhurst, Jackson Heights, Corona, Queens, and that's when all the airports in New York were used as the main transport hubs for the cocaine from Columbia So it was insane. Right. But that was high end because the Colombians were high-end, they weren't street dealers. They were major, massive movers of cocaine, so I worked in a really pretty nice precinct, which is the 110 in Corona, Jackson Heights, Elmhurst, as a rookie. And then I learned a little bit about what was going on, but you didn't see street-level activity because it was the guys that were moving tonnage, right, right, right. right? And then, after about a year or so of that time, I ended up getting transferred to the 75, and I thought I went to fucking hell. I was like, oh my God,
1: what the fuck is this? Well I saw that at that time New York City was like the, what was it, like, like 35, 3600 people were being murdered every yeah, year.
0: Yeah, so so everybody gets that number confused, but it, it was about 2000 people were murdered a year, but probably on the on the upside of 20,000 a shot. For about every one person that dies Eight to ten get shot, so you can imagine. Yeah, so you can- he got shot a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just no big deal. You just so get shot. I was in prison, and the guy somebody got sh- stabbed in the yard, and I said, yeah. "Somebody got killed in the yard." And he goes, "No, he just got stabbed up a little yeah, bit." Just a, just a little bit. How do you even say
0: that? Yeah, that's how life. That's that was that was life. So anyway, so so we, here it was. I was a Long Island kid, right? So I was born in Brooklyn, but raised on Long Island, where it was pretty much peachy keen. You know, everything was okay. Right. I mean, I grew up in a mixed neighborhood, so there was no like black white. Animosity or, or hatred, or you know, we played sports, so we interacted well. But when you get into the ghetto and you really see what life's about, like for those people in the ghetto, not
2: right ethnic,
0: but the people in the ghetto. I mean, my best friends were Hispanic and black when I was a kid. So yeah. But when you see how they're in, they live in the ghetto life. It's like, oh my god, this is a fucking different world. You right. Know? Like. Those people that were ethnic in my neighborhood wouldn't fucking survive in this. They'd be like, "That's right, why right. that's why they're there out by me," you know. Right. So it was just insane, and but it, but I guess the insanity was the um, complete. Uh, you know, you just said uh, he got stand up in the yard. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> yeah, they like, just it off. He got like shot. Not a big yeah, deal. he got
0: shot. He's all right. you know, he took eight shots, but he's good. He's you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I came across people. Uh, yeah, and it's insane. Like this, one guy was shot like nine times, and uh, so I, I put the ninety-five tag on his toe. Yeah, I put the ninety-five tag on his toe, and a week later, I'm talking to his wife at the precinct because the precinct was a good place to use the phone.
1: What is the was, ninety-five? What does that mean? I'll get to it. Okay.
0: So, so I put this 95, So, so the guy, so I'm talking to this woman. I said, I'm really sorry to hear about your husband. You know. What else am I gonna say? I right. passed her; she noticed me. I noticed her, you know. And uh, little coochie mama, you know, on the phone, half her belly hanging out, you know. It's the summer, you know. Figure she's looking to get laid at the precinct, whatever, you know. That's a good place to get laid, right? There's the nine, there's uh, four hundred and fifty cops. There's fucking right. four hundred and twenty five men, you know. Anyway, so she's at the phone, making a on the payphone at the precinct, making a phone call, and uh, and we so we pass glances, and I am really sorry to hear about your husband. And she goes, "What do you mean?" I go. He got shot nine fucking times. I put the right. ninety-five tag, the the DOA. I put the DOA tag on his toe in the hospital, and I've never done that before. By right. the way, I, I I was not always. I wasn't there like at the cease time to put, but I put the ninety-five tag on his toe because I was busy. I had some things to do, and I figured by the time this is over, I don't want to come back and have to do it. <laughs> Turned out he was. He says he's over there on the phone making a phone call. Here's a guy who was shot nine times. He looked as here. See, I put this nice white T-shirt on, maybe for effect today because. He looked like this shirt, that's how white this man was. Like, going into the OR, I put the 95 tag on his fucking toe and turned out he wasn't dead. He was standing, he was on the outside phone. She was on the inside phone in the precinct, he was on the outside phone at the precinct. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that was like, all right, so that's not normal, right. but, yeah. that's, but that's normal. Do you right, know what I right, mean? Yeah, it's no yeah. big deal. Oh, okay, he made it, oh, sorry, <laughs> next. Yeah, so, but it was, it was, it was thrilling. It was, a, it was exciting to go to work. Yeah. So, so you think about it. Like, you know, we're adrenaline junkies in some way or another. Right. right? We seek the um, bizarre, or, or we just want to see crazy stuff in life. And so, when you're a New York City cop kind of back in that day, like every day was like a surprise, but 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 fun. Right.
2: Right. right. It
1: was
0: exciting. You know, what's going to happen today? And like, you never really worried about yourself.
2: Right.
1: Like, in the beginning, you know. Right. Right. The well, fir- I, well the, the,
0: the the first the first uh, realization that this is real and nothing really matters.
1: Right. Well, you had said it, it felt like. Oh no, no, that was your partner. It felt surreal, and and they everybody kept saying it throughout the whole documentary. They keep saying, you know, that you never seemed. They were like Mike never seemed scared. Like he was never worried about any of this stuff. Like to him, it was not a big deal. Like, and and even you know, you had mentioned like you know. A, Well, just the whole thing Like you, like nobody was out to get you except for that one time. You didn't feel like you were in danger. Like you were. No, it's yeah. Like Teflon Don, right? Right. John Gotti
0: went to trial and he'd just go, he'd be smoking a cigar at the end of the the afternoon. And it just became, you know, I was one of seven kids. I was a survivor in that realm. You know what I mean? I learned how to survive. I learned how to get my food and how to work my way through that. So it always seemed like I'd always find a way, no matter what. Problem I was in, you know, some of the stories that you shared with me about your stuff, yeah. you always found a way to make it work yeah. or, or to come out okay
1: like no matter how bad things are it's yeah. going to be okay yeah you did. yeah this is just an obstacle right. i have to get around it well, how am I? right most people i just find that most people in life they hit an obstacle and right. that's it. It's that's done. it it's over. right it's over. They,
0: they, they surrender and they turn around right. and i, it's I like I don't this know. is just something that's i wish some, i did cuz right. cuz the first obstacle i mean i had signs and i had warnings and i had you know people confront me at times and i mean be from my mother, who's like the most dangerous confrontation. Right, <laughs> your mother confronts you. You know, your wife, or you know, or, or, or a family member. I even remember before I got arrested, my father said to me, you know, one of my friends in the Suffolk County Police Department, a family friend, a close family friend, like cousinish, said uh, that your name was dropped around a little bit and wanted wanted to make sure that you were on the you know that you were on the up and up, you know, and of course. And say to my dad. Yeah, yeah course, dad. Of course. Dad you, Dad, you're right. I, I have a severe problem facing them. You know, what what, what a, you know, you're gonna tell your father, yeah, you're right, Dad. I'm robbing everybody in Brooklyn, and I'm selling cocaine on Long Island. I mean
2: right. it's
0: just I have a hard time transitioning from from being the charmed son with the four homes, the condominium on the ocean, the brand new Corvette, the beautiful wife, the ex girlfriend. You know, it's just it's hard to go, yeah, I am doing something wrong. No. You mean you figured it out? You're not even a detective and you figured
1: this out? So. Well, I I so when was just to when was the first time you actually did something that you knew you were crossing the line?
0: You know, you know, I always talk about this time when I took money uh, when I basically told the kid that I didn't want to I didn't want I didn't want to give him summonses because I don't give a fuck about summons. Right. I don't, I don't gain on summons. Right, right. So, and, and it's not that. I mean, I'm not supposed to gain. <laughs> it's a right, police right. job. It's a civil service position. You're supposed to serve the public. But there comes a point where you begin to get frustrated. In, in any in any job, you can get frustrated. Right. But as a police officer, you're supposed to maintain your decorum and continue on like a true blue trooper. Right. But I guess sometimes when the humanity comes in, you go. You know, I'm fucking. I, I I could I could use a good meal. Right. You know, I'm not that I'm starving.
1: Yeah. I never it, starve. But you're living off of 600 bucks a week.
0: No, 600 every two weeks. Every two yeah, weeks. We, yeah. But he's misled by that. I was clearing 300 a week. In fact, in the academy, I was clearing 205 a week. And then, you know, you get a little bit of raise. You get a little bit of raise. I was clearing 300. Like at $303
1: a week in the seven five, You know. Right. But and this was.
2: This was eighty three,
1: eighty four. Yeah, this is like forty years ago. But even then, oh, was that's just that's paltry. like no money. It was paltry. It, you're are you're, you're trying to. It's like yeah. It, I would it,
0: have. I would have at the end of at the end. And I didn't have any bills, by the way. Right. I lived with my parents,
1: right? So you're well, young, you couldn't. You can't live by yourself.
0: You're a young rookie cop. You're living with your parents. I'm talking about that that Everett in the early part, right? And you know, so maybe I'm banking. I'm, I'm giving them fifty bucks a week, and I'm banking two hundred. Right? Because right? I want to save up from get a house so I can get married. That's why I took this job. Right. right. And and, and, and uh, but you, you see that like, it's really not going to, it's not going that well. You know, the, yeah. the savings is not really mounting up pretty quickly for a guy who's living home and, and re- having reduced bills, which, you know, I was very re- financially very responsible throughout my whole life. Anyway, so uh, accounting major in college. Yeah. So, yeah, so very good. And uh, they're pretty good at it. Um, so I, I realized that the money was just not adding up. And and so when you pull somebody over and they're like fucking, let's say they're 17. Right. And first of all, and they don't even have a license. They don't even have a registration. They don't even have license plates on the fucking car. right? And yet, when you pull them over, they got a stack of hundreds in there. Back then it was f- fanny
1: packs. The, yeah,
0: You know, those fanny packs, the, the leather pouches, yeah, that. the pouches and shit, did you have
1: one? No, I didn't have one. No, I you didn't have mean, one? I, had. I, I knew people.
0: <laughs> you knew people. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the stack with hundreds, you know? I'm, like, what the fuck?
1: You know, uh, I
0: got six bucks, you know? And it's gotta last me, it's Tuesday, it's gotta last me to Thursday at four o'clock when the checks roll in, you know? So, I mean, you don't have to feel bad for a guy, but. That's what it is. What it is. So I'm like, fuck. You, you, where are you from? Puerto Rico. The so guy's not even a fucking like. Of course, he's a citizen, but right. he's not. He just got here from Puerto Rico last week. He bought a car. You know, a Corvette. Uh, 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 yeah, he bought himself a Corvette, and he's got a stack of hundreds in his wallet and it's in his pouch. So I could use a fucking nice meal, you know. Right. I'm not gonna tell him I, I want your money. I, I didn't know how to I didn't know how to make that transition. So right. I, you know, you got eighteen hundred dollars worth of summons this year, Plus, I got to take your car. So who knows when you're gonna get it back and whatever? you know, tow pay for a toll, pay for storage. You know, but if you if you got me a good fucking lunch, you know, and a good one, I mean, like a lobster lunch, <laughs> you know, then we can. This will go away, right? So it so that's like the main that was the first time that I did it with intention, right? There are other moments where I let things go or saw things i didn't I didn't care about, you know, like maybe it was some drugs somewhere or you know never never to my benefit. Right, right, right. Never to my benefit, you know. Just like maybe it was laziness, where I didn't give a fuck, you know, whatever. I, I've witnessed things, uh, but in this case, it was like I took an aggressive approach to try and get something. Yeah. And 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 like we discussed previously, it felt it like it, it, I was nervous. I was, very, I, was I thought I was being set up. Right. You know, because like it was just perfect. <laughs> I think I had no papers, no license, the plates no they're non-existent. And then after we got the money, and we drove around like for a while, like no one pulled us over or anything. Like whoop whoop, Internal Affairs, what are you doing? It was like, yeah, I, I can do this. Like I can do that. Yeah. And and that was on the back. And I I always forget to tell the story. That was on the back of an incident with me and two other police officers. So I'll just make the short of it. I make a car stop. Some guy blows a stop sign. I pull him over. I'm up on Jamaica Avenue by Highland Park in, in the, the borderline between Brooklyn and Queens. And I, I, I got this car stopped and all of a sudden, I look behind me, there's fucking flashing red lights from a fucking police, New York City police car. And I'm going, oh, what's, oh this must be so-and-so coming to join us, like,
1: right. check on us. Yeah, back up. Yeah,
0: back For up. For no reason, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah, back up. Yeah, I don't up. mean, yeah. But whatever, that's cool. What are you doing? My excuse me. <laughs> my my job. McGregor, whatever the fuck his name was. I go. What are you, Terry, Terry McGregor was the guy's name. The other guy ended up losing his job. Anyway, uh, he goes. What are you doing? You know. What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm like why, why are you asking me? What am I doing? He goes. I go. I made a car stop. He goes. In my sector. So I go. Well, so I knew that was a little touchy thing, and I'm like, oh. We pulled them over here, but we we followed him from my sector. Let's right. say you know we followed him three blocks and pulled them over. This is the best place we could pull the guy over. Yeah, well, uh, don't be making any car stops in our sector.
2: Said, All
0: right, he goes and make sure you stay away from our, uh, our uh, bodegas and our fucking uh, spots.
1: Right, I mean, obviously that's, that's, that's spots, something's you know? something's odd about that. There's yeah. territory when yeah. all of it falls within yeah, the yeah. precinct. Yeah,
0: it's in the precinct. I, you know, I can drive by here all day long, but you know, he don't want
1: me doing any doing anything in his sector. Right. So he's what charging? He's charging uh, protection money to people. You're not positive, but something's ain't right.
0: Something's not right. So right. so so you know later we talked about it. My partner and I at the time, Sal, was a different partner than Kenny, and uh, I said something like. I get that you don't want me eating at some of your spots because you eat on the if you're eating on the arm, you don't want to hurt
2: right, right, the right, other right.
0: guy coming in saying, Listen, I can't give fifteen guys free meals in a day. Right. Right? So you and that 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 I'm aware of, you know? But to make a car stop, like, is this something am I yeah. miss, am I missing something here? So like the next day or two I see this car, I pull it over and and I said, you know, maybe this is what it's about. I gave it a shot, I got paid. And it was a different approach. From that day forward, it was all like. And anyway, I wasn't. I was talking about two years. From that day forward, it was just a different approach. I'm gonna get mine. Yeah. I'm gonna get my, whatever it is. If it's an extra sweater, you know. Right. If it's a fucking Nike hat, whatever the fuck it is, I'm gonna get something for me out of this because it appears. It appears that there's there's more to this than just. Driving to work and keeping the peace and, and going home oh. and getting a paycheck, but
1: you're still you're still conducting police business. It's just that if something comes across, if, you're not out at that point. Right. I know later, right. but at that point, it seemed to me like you weren't seeking it out. Like if it, you are oppor- in my lap. You're an opportunist. I'm, I'm if gonna, I come in on a bus and right. this and that, right? And there's a stack sitting here, and so that's the, that's
0: the next thing that ends up happening. Right. I end up on okay. the homicide scene uh, with this guy Sal, and we were still, uh, and so. I get. I go into this homicide. We first response. I can't even open the door because the body's body's blocking the door. You know, the guy right. was hitting the head and he was fucking laying by the. I can't even open the door. Finally, I open the door. I get inside, and. Uh, and I see it's a marijuana. Back then, they had tray bag stores. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brooklyn's setup, but like every, it was a bunch of dummy candy stores, and they were all selling nickel bags. Like like today, they're starting to sell pot everywhere. Whatever, they've already got the setup. You know, forty years ago in Brooklyn, you know, right? They had these paper plates in the window with you know candy signs. Candy, you know, whatever. It was a fucking dope spot for marijuana. Pushed the okay. door open, we had to get, move the body. The guy was basically dead on the floor and the block of the door, the guy shot, got shot in his spot so he, he, the door was held closed by the body, we couldn't even get inside so eventually we, we push our way in and so it's a funny, scene. it's a scene of where inside there's a well, funny. A, so, yeah, it was funny.
1: I mean, it was see, what's fun. so funny is I have a sixth sense of humor. Like to me, that is funny. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, people but are shake like, "Take it in because the guy's body's yeah. oh, the, the, the Oh, yeah, I, th- yeah, I hate that. Yeah,
0: he's blocking the door. <laughs> Can you get up? So anyway, in there's bags of marijuana, like like a, clearly a, a, a huge amount of marijuana, like pounds and. Um, Come, come to find out later on, there was over four or five pounds, which is quite, you know, it's a substantial amount, you yeah. know, and it looks large, you know, a pound of marijuana is fucking a lot, you know. Yeah. And so, anyway, so he has this, and he's got his nickel trade bags set up, and he's got cash, and lots of cash. So I'm like, well, this is, you know, a little, I'm excited. <laughs> I, and then out comes this guy from nowhere. And he's, oh, my God. He starts blowing on his friends, giving them CPR mouth-to-mouth. The guy's dead. And, you know, and then so the the odd thing is I'm I'm trying to put this together. Like, what's going on here? Because you don't want to stop someone from giving someone CPR. What the fuck? Let them do it. And then he takes, looks at his hands, and he starts wiping the blood off his fucking hands. Right? I mean, To me, that disturbed me. Like, this is your friend who's dead. It's your best friend in the world, and you're worried about the blood on your hands. Eh, Whatever. So, then I see the money and the marijuana, and this. And so, long story short, I, I see a sliver of a stack of hundreds. It's not a lot. I think the number was 600. So, I put a little 600 in my pocket, and now we have to call for the emergency service, the search teams, all those fucking, the sergeants, the EMS, everybody to show up. We got, a, we got a real shooting. We got a possible DOA on the scene. Send an ambulance, send the sergeant, send the morgue, you know? Anyway, uh, so we set it all up, and in comes the sergeant about five ten minutes into it, and he says, so we got this bag of marijuana. We got a stack of cash. I don't know how much cash was there at the time. And he turns around, he looks at me, and he says, so is that it? Right. So I look at him, and I go, well, I take the fucking 600 out of my pocket and I go, like, you well, know, you can't fucking see it. I go, here, this is this. He goes, is that it? And I go, that's it. I go, he goes, I didn't, want it to, I, I, said, I didn't want it to get all lost. I don't know what to say. Like, I gave you a stack of fucking 20s, but I got a sliver of hundreds in my pocket. I didn't want it to get lost. Anyway, so someone else takes the, uh, takes the perp. Oh, this, I think the squad showed up. I don't remember who showed up, but I didn't process the arrest. Right, I was because it was a homicide. Usually, the homicide detectives take over right away, and they were there quick enough, so they took over the case. So the homicide detective says to me, "What do you think?" I said, "He did it, the the guy with the hands." Yeah, uh, and he says, "He asks me why you say that." I said, "Because just the way he acted." I said, "Plus he wasn't." He wasn't there. He came running out of somewhere. We did a little quick search. We saw handprints all up the fucking upstairs and the back.
1: There's handprints
0: yeah, yeah. going upstairs. I didn't see him go upstairs, and with the handprints of blood.
1: Yeah, and so he, I'm made,
0: like he made. I'm CSI now. Yeah,
1: yeah. and he yeah. made he made such a scene about wiping yeah, yeah, yeah. off the blood it's, and it, making sure he touches it, it, the guy to get blood. Exact, that, that's why like there's blood on my hands. It, yeah, it, it, I touched yeah him. exactly. He made a big scene. Right.
0: So, uh, so from that, I said he did. And, 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 and one of the statements the kid made was funny. Story. He says, um. I told him to stop fucking with those women. What do you care if he's... What he meant was stop fucking with my woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> As it turned out. So this, the squad has this two, 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 three pieces of information with them. They turn the guy in five minutes against himself. You know, I didn't mean it. Because they told him he was alive. He's right. alive and he's talking. They're like, he's like, oh shit, <laughs> they locked. The, the guy's obviously dead, he's got his brains all over the place. Right. Anyway, so so, so yeah, so at that scene, when I put the to five, 600 in and I gave it back, so that night we went out for, for choir practice, you know, drinking with the boys and the sergeant happened to come to, with us. We're out in Huntington on Route 110. Uh, I think the place was, I can't remember the name, I think it's like Farrell's, I, it wasn't Farrell's, but something like that. It was a common name, one of those Irish bars. Uh, Fulton Street, Fulton Street Pub, if anyone knows Huntington Long Island, it's Fulton Street Pub. And uh, I like to throw that yeah. <laughs> A lot of people love that, you know. And um, so I was at Fulton Street Pub, it was 1.30 in the morning, and I said, I go over to Sergeant, I said, Sergeant, which is odd because the sergeants usually don't go out with the fellas, you know, because right. they're, they're, they're bosses, you know, let the boys do their thing. I said, listen, uh, you know, I gave he says, I said, what do you think? He, I gave you the, the hundreds, couple of hundreds. He goes, if you get there before me, it's all yours. He says, "If I show up, I can't condone you fucking taking it." Right. He says because I don't want the problem. I'm a boss. He says, "But you show up at a fucking murder scene and there's cash flying like the NYPD doesn't does not murder people." Right. To set you up. Yeah. Like, they're just not going to go that far. Yeah. They'll do a lot of things, but they're not going to kill people to set you up. So he says, "If you get there and you see body and you see stacks of cash or whatever, it's yours." but make sure i get mine. He says to me because right. <laughs> if i find out later on that that you
2: yeah, clip, yeah. you so clipped 30, 25 years. 30 grand
0: and right. i got nothing he says i'm going to be pissed. I said i so so like so for effect, you know, later on i thought about it and i'm like he just gave me a fucking license. Yeah. to do whatever the fuck i want. And now i'm, I'm like at 23 years old or something like that and i'm saying i can fucking do anything i want out here. You know, especially yeah. since the witnesses are mostly dead yeah. or,
1: or running from the scene. If it's, it's their word against against yours, anyway, and, and, and I'm and, a cop. And honestly, like when the, when the, we, we talk about the drug dealer stuff, like right. and the other guys, like well, what are they going to say? They're drug dealers. Yeah, hey, I lost ten keys yeah. and fifty thousand in cash. Right? Who's going to say the that? Precinct.
0: You're going to walk to the precinct. Excuse me, a detective or right. investigator. Yeah, one of your police officers robbed me for thirty five kilos right. and a million dollars in cash. Okay, good. Sit down. Have a seat. <laughs> just, what? just not what happens. But but more and more, it happens today. Believe well, it. Or, believe you, it or not, the it wasn't back then,
1: though. Uh, your sergeant. that yeah. You said that. It's funny because like I actually had a owner of a bank tell me basically it was almost the same a, a similar type I mean he had caught us right and then sold the loan caught us said hey we caught you and I said I don't know nothing about it and he said and then he sold the loans knowing they were all fraudulent Bam. loans right. bad loans selling them knew because he thought they might perform right and then later he came down and we were talking he was just he, he had a couple drinks in him we were talking about fraud and he said listen man I don't care about fraud. He was nobody in the industry cares about fraud. He said, if you if it goes through us and we can get rid of it, he said, I could care less. Right. He said, Don't I just don't want to get stuck with it. Right. And to me, I, I, that was just like, so he was basically saying, nobody's calling the FBI. Right. Like, the worst that happens is we blacklist you right. and you can't do any loans with us. Right. And it was just like, to me, I was like, oh my God. And then, I mean, let's listen, go. after that, let's it was go. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, I just, Punched it, then yeah, it yeah, overdrive, it. Yeah, oh, He's absolutely, put in overdrive.
0: yeah. So, so yeah, so that that moment is a defining moment for me because I became less cautious right. about scenes. I didn't, so I actively looked for scenes, but I didn't, I wouldn't roused up a scene to make it happen. Right. So then, I then like I, I'd, I'd rush to a homicide. Right. I mean, no one really wants to be on a homicide because then you got to stay with it and, and, and do all the, the dirty work, right? But if you rush to a homicide scene. See, people die for a couple reasons. Usually because of a bad relationship issue, money, or drugs. Right. And in the ghetto, it's usually money and drugs because everybody's got a bad relationship. Right. <laughs> you know, babies, daddies, mamas. You know, you know yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving is a tough day because you know yeah. they all get you know six babies, daddies show up for <laughs> nine babies, mamas. You know, it's just it gets conf- It gets confusing. It, it really does, you know. Uh, but I'll tell you one funny story. I was had I had to. A park foot post one day because they, I was on punishment post. They used I used to get punishment posts because they didn't want to have to keep an eye on me. So it was easy to put me on a footpost because <laughs> you only have like a block square area but if, in the car you can go fucking 40 miles from one direction to the other. And when I was under a lot of investigation they'd put me on a footpost. And uh, so one of the young girls comes up to me, young kid, like eight, nine years, cute kid, beautiful little child, says to me uh, something about Thanksgiving or Christmas and I, she says, well my, I have I have five stepdaddies. Uh, and I said, "Oh, I felt I felt bad for the child, you know, your right. five stepdaddies. She got I got seven brothers and sisters and five stepdaddies. She, I said, "Oh, that's, you know." She goes, "It's great cuz Christmas <laughs> each one of the stepdaddies buys us a gift." Right. So that's guaranteed five or six gifts there and then your own daddy, he really gives you lots of gifts. So I mean like there was a, there was a Silver lining, there was a silver lining to everything, you know. So, like, they do stab uh, each other every once yeah, in a while. That's over, yeah. that's you, yeah. Usually, because mom is not, you know, yeah, putting <laughs> she's <laughs> not holding up our end of the bargain, I guess. I don't know, whatever, but yeah. So, it, I mean, what an education for a, for a guy who grew up, you know, his dad was a fireman and he came home, you know, once every three days with smelling like smoke, you know, and uh, hockey player, baseballs, ad- athletic, you know, or yeah, Long Island kids going to play sports and. You're out in the ghetto now, like putting out fires every day. You're like what the fuck? I don't mean not fires, but you know, putting no, fires, like, personal fires out every day. Putting your finger in the in the dike of the yeah. dam, and the crack arrow was just insane.
1: It was yeah. insane. Uh, well, and there there the, there wasn't a big budget for police for law enforcement at the time. It was, I mean, well, it was just a.
0: So you hit a point there. The budget. So part of the reason why things get the way they do, you can actually harken back to today. What's going on in today's environment, like. It's dangerous today in a lot of these major cities because because of the, you say budget, whatever, defund the police story. But back then, we had uh, budget crunches because the volume of arrests was insane. Like, so, like, people don't get this. Like, there's a million arrests in New York City every year.
1: Just make sure you're late. Yeah, Yeah. there's a
0: million arrests in New York City every year. That's insane. That's what it was, let's say. And so 250,000 were arrested in Brooklyn, maybe, maybe more. It's a lot of process, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. talked about process before. There's always a process, right? Yeah. So, so, processing an arrest is guaranteed 17 hours overtime, maybe more. Right. So, you're paying somebody to process an arrest for 17 hours overtime, then you're having to pay for legal aid for the Perpetrator, court costs, bailiff court, what you you can go down the list on what it costs just to process an arrest without the overtime. So the city began to sort of discourage arrests for drugs. Now, perfect storm, right? Because if you're telling a police officer don't make an arrest for drugs, because it's not going to go well for you. Why? We're going to put you on footposts. We're going to put you in less desirable assignments because you're killing us with the overtime costs. So some guys didn't give a damn. They'd make an arrest in the station house, like, and that happens. all that happens by the way every day. You know, people walk in ask a question. Guy runs the name. Oh, you're good. You're under arrest. And the guy, like, I, we took you off patrol so you wouldn't make overtime. He goes, "Too bad. I got an arrest right now, and you can't stop me." Right. See, they can't stop you from making a lawful arrest. Right. Right. What's, what's the supervisor going to say? Unarrest that person. Yeah. <laughs> Let him go. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You know. But. Today, I think you can, for Christ's sake, because it seems that way, which is another story, right? So so think about that, 250,000 arrests. Everyone is 17 hours overtime, let's just, for argument's sake, and the numbers just are astronomical. Yeah, it's outrageous. So they, they discourage it. So now you're telling me, here's what you make me. You make me the armed security force for the drug dealers.
1: Right. You're just trying to get people to stop shooting each other at this point. So I'm not arresting, you you I'm just see? trying to get you guys to stop ki- stop yeah. killing us, so, stop yeah. killing each other. Right. So it's the
0: profile. So you have a higher visibility. Because if I make an arrest, I'm taking a, a patrol car and my partner pretty much off the street unless right. there's somebody else to jump in with him. Because we don't do solo patrols in Brooklyn. It's da- you're not allowed. It's, right. it's dangerous. So I'm taking you off the street and me off the street and I'm processing an arrest. So that car's down for the day. So it really, the numbers wise, it, it it doesn't pay to make the arrest. So we become the armed security force for the drug dealers. I mean, when it's January 17th, and it's 18 below zero with the windshield, and it's two o'clock in the morning, and there's four guys on the corner on Pickett Avenue and Pine, what the fuck do you think they're doing? Right. I mean, can anybody out here tell me what do you think they're doing? Uh, I mean, they're selling fucking something. You know, they got the, they got the Eskimo, the es-
1: so they get to go about their business while you hang out and make sure nobody come, drives by and shoots at them because right. they're on their corner. Correct. Or so.
0: Yeah. So you could fill in the fucking dots from there, and that's what happened. Was the public began to be outraged that we were not making arrests, but they're not. They're not announcing to the public we're discouraging arrests, and this right. is a fact. These are all facts as I lived it. You know, we're discouraging drug arrests because blah, 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 we're saving money. In the meantime, it
1: just. It's, like the it's broken making your neighborhood horrible to live it's in. It's the
0: broken window theory. Fix the window in the house so it looks better and people won't try to break in steel and burn it down, right? So that, that was the Giuliani theory. Mm-hmm. Fix the broken window. Get the squeegee guy from off your windshield because once he's off your windshield, he has to be someplace else. You're not intimidated and you go forward and have a better day. So so that's the approach they had back then. And, and, and we... We were the epicenter of, you know, the police are always the conflict, no matter what. Do, No matter if you do, it's damned. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, so so it, it, there was a long line of um, what you're seeing today right. happened back then, but in a different way, because back then we could still beat the fuck out of you
1: right straight up back then you can still back then you can still give a good beating uh, and everybody went home it's funny the Rod- and everybody went home the the then Rod- and us the Rodney King thing I remember all these guys w- were like you I know, got arrested after well, the Rodney three days, oh yeah.
0: three days after the Rodney King
1: riots everybody when that came out I remember guys were saying you know well that's an isolated event I was like yeah, it was the isolated event. Was that there was a guy with it there was, with a camera. It, it happens all, the time. <laughs> it happens all the, the time. It was just isolated. There was a guy with a camera. Right, but right. And, and and yes, and that's true. And, oh, and, 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 and to defend the police, so I was That's not what. That's not all they do. Okay? No, no, no. And it's, no, and it's
0: usually, let's just say. Earned? It's usually earned.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's usually it, it, earned, and I am not
0: saying they deserve that, but it's right. usually earned.
1: You know what's funny? It's like guys talk to me about prison. They're like, you know, well, is there a lot of stabbings and people? Were you scared? Were you was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am like, you understand? If you get stabbed in prison. Or beaten up in prison, you had it coming. A good fucking and I, it doesn't sound good, but you did something. Really like they're not good. randomly running up and smashing dudes. Right. You owed money, right? They told you to pay it. Right. Then they, you said, "Fuck you." Yeah. Then they told you check in, check so in. you get yourself shipped. Right? You said, "I'm not going to." Right. They, you know, they brought, they went to your, they went to the shot caller, explained right. to the shot caller. Finally, the shot caller talked to you. He, you then told him, "I'm not paying." Then the shot caller said, "Beat his ass." Right? And you got your ass beat, or you get stabbed. I mean. Right. You had a chance, Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, punks, money, drugs—absolutely. You know. Um, it wor- one of the worst beatings I saw was over a punk. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny to say punk out yeah. here. Like the first time I said it, like everybody, like yeah. I was like, I mean, a gay guy. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, now it's even worse. Yeah. You just called now. You now you just I just punked, said I, called, I, called, <laughs> I just said I called a punk or a gay guy a punk. Yeah. But right. Then that's prison yeah, right So yeah. But um, okay. So yeah. back to um, what, we, what I was gonna say is, I mean, at some point. The guy Cello came to you. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot his
1: name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The was, last it, interview
1: I did, I forgot the fucking guy's name, and the guy interviewing me forgot. Well, his it was name. funny <laughs> because too, like he was the low man that told him. His boss, then his his boss was actually a really good interview. You yeah, know what I'm no, saying? No, okay, be, so you got it confused. Yeah, huh? you got it confused. Oh. Cello was the boss. Oh, che- I thought Cello was no, the guy no. in the in the um, Cello was the guy in the uh, uh the Porsche. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, oh, he was the boss. I thought he was under the the no, other guy. No, Cello was a. So,
0: Diaz right says Cello was a little little nothing to him.
2: Right, that's right. what he says because
0: the, Diaz, you know, he he started at two three hundred kilos a week. Right, Cello might do fifty kilos a week, but he was selling grams, yeah, half yeah. grams, fucking dime bag, whatever the fuck he was selling. you right. know? so he was selling retail. And Diaz sold wholesale. right? So to him, he was a nobody, but but um, Cello had his own organization, From top to bottom. He was in charge mm-hmm. of his own organization. La, 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 La Com- Compania. Yeah. La Compania. And you know they had 28 murders, fucking La Compania. And <clears throat> Cello was responsible in some way or another for the, the, the hits that they ordered. Right. So yeah, so he, so, they, they they were two. Let's say they were two equals this way. But Diaz, you know, sold a million dollars in, in tonnage. This guy sold a million dollars in half grams. You know? Right. So, so that's the thing. But but cello put a hit on me because I he, he I put pressure on his, his shop. I put pressure on his store because he didn't
1: pay me the seven hundred
0: dollars. He's supposed to pay me eight thousand. He shorted me seven hundred.
1: Why would he do that? Did you ever find out like what <clears throat> he's just trying you right out of the gate? He just tried. See, you. I, I, I wasn't sure. So that's why I was pissed. You know, like, why would you do that? You know, so I think what it is and <clears throat> I think that somebody. But he came up with the exact amount that he was short. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So I mean, he knew it's not like somebody miscounted. Well, I, so, I, I, I think yeah. that he didn't do it. Okay, so there was an intermediary. Yeah, I
0: think that a guy, See, see when they when when, when they pay in drug money, it comes in thousands. Right. So a thousand bundles, right? And if it's 20s, it's 50, 50 20s is a thousand bucks, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. So so instead of, there's 45. 45, 45, 45, and it was like, a, like a, we're counting out. It's like, are they doing this on purpose? Right. So someone's taking, taking $100 out of each bundle. That's what I got from it. So by by telling them that they were short seven hundred, I thought he would go be pissed at their his people, not pissed at me. Why would I tell you you short seven hundred dollars? I mean that's that's penny that's that's picky I'm telling you you short seven hundred because one, if it's your people that are robbing it, straighten them out, and two, make it right.
1: All right. So to clarify, you basically you had gone to them and said, look. It's eight thousand. Give me eight thousand right. a week, and I'm going to give you the heads up on any investigations, right. on anything that's coming down, right. any raids, right. anything into you. Right. He yeah. then pays you the money. Short somehow or another, you get shorted, right. and then you don't say anything. It's so not like you can complain. What you did was you went and you basically parked your police car in no, front of no. So oh. so so I went to
0: Baron, the head of the Auto Sound City shop, what, you the told guy who's in, in black in the thing, and I, I, yeah, who, who set this whole meeting up. I said, Baron, we're short 700, he goes, yeah, I know. I said, well, tell him we're short 700, and make it right. Right. I didn't think much of it, and then after about a oh, week, <laughs> he comes back and tells him, go fuck yourselves, we're not paying you, we're, we're, we're done, and, and and I'm not paying you. I said, oh, that's not the way this is gonna go. Right. So I started putting pressure on his store. I had my, myself and my partner would park in front of his store. Like, just right. sit there, all fucking chase cars that pulled up, and you know, just made it clear that you're not gonna this would go bad for you. You're not going to do this, right? right? So, and then I, I even went one step further, and I paid another crew of cops thousand dollars just to sit on the store when I wasn't working. So he had like 24 hours a day, almost coverage on the store. I mean, up up, up till midnight, you know. So all day up until midnight, he couldn't sell a fucking gram of coke because no one would go to the store because the cops were there. You know, they want right. to get caught moving out with the drugs on them. Anyway, so he sends a message over to Baron. I put a hit on him. So I don't, and I get my nine one one page. Baron doesn't page me nine one one. Nine one one page goes off, and I end up going in to see Baron. He goes, "They put a hit on you." I said, "Okay." And 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 funny thing is that I heard, which I think was accurate, that the precinct knew about it and told me nothing
1: <laughs> they, Yeah, they knew about it and didn't fucking say anything. They were at that point. They were already. <laughs> they were like. They were good, already like.
0: They're like, "Good, kill this motherfucker." <laughs> so they, they they didn't know what to do, but I heard that they knew. So they had informants. Right. In the fucking La Companhia. And if you remember them in that van, in the the movie scene, in the van, Joe Hall, they're running back to the precinct. Well, in that van was one of the company's informants telling them who's who. Oh,
1: that's when they ran from him. When they came out, they start shooting at him and they take off. Correct, so to my point. They made it sound like there was only a couple guys there. They didn't mention that, yeah.
0: uh, Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but to my point was that, so the precinct and the DEA, they work together. Yeah. Had informants in the company, and they knew that they put a hit on me because the informants told them right. they put a hit on this so, cop. Yeah, so 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 now when I get the word, I went. I, I, and it's funny because my recollection gets a little foggy here. And and uh, I, I was I was called to task on some common. I uh, did I did a, I did a um, Artie Lang podcast, but with, with Kenny came on the. I did an Audi Lang podcast, and then Kenny fucking cried and begged. I want to do what. I Doing so Artie Lang said, "All right, I'll put you on." He says, "Mike, can you join us in the middle of the fucking podcast?" And I don't want to do it because I don't want to give Kenny any fucking credibility. But for Artie Lang's sake, I said, "Let me. I'll jump on." And we argue back and forth about. Uh, he says, and, "And and you didn't do." He says, "I don't remember any, this seven hundred dollars and and you and you confronting them and 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 this this Mexican standoff in the fucking street." I said, "Really." I said that you weren't there because it happened. I got the seven hundred. He said, "Well, I didn't get my half." I said, "Well, if you didn't get your half, it's because you didn't do anything. I said, right. What'd you do for it?" I ended up fucking chasing the guy down, getting the death threat put on me, pulling him over. I mean, I wouldn't short Kenny three fifty. So I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I didn't give it to him, but I'll take his word for it that I didn't. But then he wasn't there because I think I was working with the internal affairs chick, Lisa. Lisa Breland. She was like, they'd to set me up?" But she. She didn't. She she just couldn't do it. You know, she wasn't trying really hard. You know, but so anyway. So after the, the threat was made, I I found the guy that day on the first fucking day that the, he put a hit on me. I I never met the guy in my life. I just know he paid us, but right. I knew the description of his car. So I went up on Fulton Fulton Street and by Norwood. Uh, under the L and and sure enough there's a fucking car I pulled him over and I license registration insurance card he turned as white as his shirt no that's not accurate he's he's like oh okay officer, I get your license registration insurance card and he he goes like this and I take the license registration I throw it right back bang because he was down below me so I throw it right back in his fucking lap I go you fucking fucking put a hit on me motherfucker he's like now he's like fucking now he doesn't know what to do I just was yeah it's funny because like you're so like, you, you're in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I go, I was praying he had a fucking gun on him. I, like, I was just, like when he opened the glove box to get the, like, like let the
1: you're gun. look for an excuse. Let the
0: gun fall out, you know? I, I mean, because at this point, you put a fucking hit on me. I mean, I gotta win. I can't lose, otherwise it's over, right? So.
1: Well, and these guys are killing people.
0: Yeah. And and he, there's there's he, murders all and the time. That's what they do, and that's what they do. So, I'm, I'm just, I might as well just, you know, if you got a gun on you, I can kill you, and then, you know, we just make a little 95 tag. Put it on your toe and say goodbye.
2: So.
1: Um <laughs> I mean, that's how I, right.
0: that's what you have to, that's what you become. You know, you become it now. You know, it's no longer like you're there, for, you're there for you Right. to survive.
1: No, I was the, um, when they did the, what was it, the commission, and they were questioning you during the commission. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the one commissioner asks, you know, were you a, did you, at that, by this point, so when you start protecting the actual, that organization, she says, did you feel like you were a police officer or were you a, a, um, you know, a a drug trafficker. Right, right, right. And you were kind of like,
0: Yes. I didn't know what to say. I don't know. I, I look at my lawyer. I go, what do I tell him? Yeah. Tell him the truth. Yes. I said, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how does that work? I don't know, but it felt like both. You know, and it was like, that's like, everyone's like, holy fuck. Imagine you were well, that. Well, don't,
1: you know, look, they, they don't get the, they don't understand the mindset of continually getting away with committing crime, what it does to you. Yeah. Like mentally, right. you, you just, look, when you go to work, and you drive a truck and you deliver coca-cola every day and you're going through the same routine and same routine and same routine and you're you're underneath the umbrella of the law right and you're following all the rules you don't understand what it's like to work or to behave outside of that and get away with things consistently i mean most people they drive a little bit over the speed limit boom they they get caught they're like i can't believe this you know um and and you know, but when you are existing outside of that, and you continually get away with it forever, and then when you do get get caught periodically, you get out of it right. over and over again. Right. You get this; the rules just don't apply. to do Yeah, the, the gray like line. That's what you start believing. It, it, it
0: was a silver. It was a gray line. You started out here, right, and the gray line just kept in, getting further and further away. So, you, like I would start, like like most people start their day. Tie their shoes and go to work and drive down the fucking highway. You know, stop at the light. Right. I mean, I started my day over here, so like, stopping at the red light was way over here. Like that wasn't even an option. Like, like it. You know, when you, normal people start here, and when you start here, and this is normal, you can't. That's harder to do. It's harder to do normal than you are already over here and just insane. We can
1: rationalize and justify yeah, anything, I'll, but that's how it is. Yeah. No. I, look. i It's. It's. You know. And this is a horrible example. Is like. It's like when I'm driving on legitimate driver's licenses and other people's names. You know, some homeless guy I interviewed in, in Idaho, right. and I've got a driver's license, and I'm driving the rules don't apply right so i'm getting am i you know are you scared of getting pulled over no no the cars in his name the registration i mean the um the the insurance and if i get it i'll get three tickets into his name and run up all the points go to traffic schools like it doesn't apply it doesn't matter to right. me i have tons of money to pay for the extra insurance i'm i'm driving 95 miles an hour in in a 50 right. because it just doesn't apply and right. if i get pulled over i'll pay the ticket like i'm not the cop would come to the window and be like you know, do you know how fast I was going? And I was like, It depends on how far long you've been behind me. Yeah, when did you? And I start laughing and they just look start? at you and I go they'd go, Well, why were you going so fast? And I go, Stupidity? Yeah. And okay. he would look at me and he goes, Never heard that one before. Yeah, and cool. they'd go, Well, uh all right, I'll be back. Like, they don't know what to do, <laughs> you know, because like everything I had, like, you're not going to go check at the car and right. find a warrant. Right. I got that covered. Right. Like, I'm, you know, so it's just, it is, it's just insane. Right. Like yeah. your you're thought, and you don't realize until you're sitting in that jail cell. And I started looking yeah. at myself going, I was a fucking maniac, yeah. bro. Like, what am I thinking? Yeah. Like, how, how did I, people start telling me things I did and said and behaved like, and I was like. I know you're right. Like, and I'm like now. I look at it and I think, how was I not terrified? Right. Yeah. I'm driving. I'm driving home
0: from work uh, in my Corvette, going 140 miles an hour down Robert Moses, cause, Robert Moses, not the Causeway, uh, Jones Beach Parkway, and I got a half a kilo in, in the back <laughs> of the vet and. <laughs> I don't even have my badge anymore because now I'm on modified assignment. <laughs> I've gotten myself to where I'm on modified assignment, which means that I've gone to the farm and if you're, anybody, you're
1: almost not Yeah, a I'm cop.
0: almost not a cop anymore, but I'm still going 140 down the Jones Beach Causeway because no traffic and uh and and and, and the and the police vehicle that I've passed huh. it's plain clothes, so he's got to be a detective and detectives don't chase speeders. But turns out this guy's in the, the New York State Escaped Fugitives program. And he just happens to be driving along uh, Jones Beach State Parkway the day I'm blowing by in, in my fucking 140 mile an hour in my red Corvette with a white convertible top.
1: You know, not noticeable no, at all. No, you can't.
0: You won't see this. Practically you know? blends in. Yeah, the, one that I, the one that I parked into the, in the lieutenant spot, you know, because really? he pissed me off because he thought he could bang my girlfriend, and that wasn't going to happen, you know, the biggest cop, you know, big red fucking Corvette in the lieutenant spot, you know. So it's just, it never ends. Like, the, the, like, Put a flag on your back and call yourself asshole, idiot, or king, whatever you. Either way, someone's coming for you. Right. You know know, the bright red light shining all the time. You
1: know. Well, uh, so I mean, look. At some point, at, at at some point, you guys started like I mean, you started. You were full time, basically giving these guys the drug dealers. You're you're giving them escorts. Right. You're. Like that one time when the the they were about to raid the guy's fucking uh, the grocery store yeah, where yeah, they're selling was, that kilos that out made, of the back. that.
0: That made me worth my weight in gold. Oh, sure. <laughs> if, if, you, if Diaz said, "In the Mike was worth his weight in gold."
1: <laughs> so, so there the the cops are about to raid this grocery store where they're selling keys out of the back right. of the grocery store, right. and you go, you can get pampers. You, you can
0: get Pampers and sugies.
1: <laughs> so he he finds out about it, whips around, comes in, goes into the store to get a couple of beers, goes up to the counter, and you tell I go you tell Diaz right? No. Oh, is that just well, some, some work? Cashier? Some I was cashier. When guy. you say that in the thing, I was wondering like yeah. like Diaz is running the cash register? No, no. This like is this just this guy. This is just his cash register worker. His you his just lean in and, and say. Guy.
0: Cut it cut it, cut it, and, and he looks at me. And I go, shut it because I didn't know if he knew
1: what this man died, right?
0: or if he knew. That I was the mark, you know, because I never
1: met these people. Right. Well, so do you know. even know? You don't. Problem, do you even know that he knows what's really happening in the back, or you know he knows? Oh, he knows. Yeah. Okay. He got to know. There's no way. Okay. No, the guys are walking with bags of money
0: <laughs> and shit, you know. And he might tell them, go to the back, you know, if someone's uh, new or unaware of what to do, you know. You know, they're they're coming in with. Back then, it was shoe boxes filled with money. In, <laughs> in that's when you're buying a kilo or two. You know, you you come in with stacks of thousands like this. You know, so. And I would be, I'd be like, I can't believe these guys are standing in front of the store with boxes. Like they're standing in front of the store with boxes. Shoe boxes. I mean, well, am I, mean, I that they, stupid? They must, you got brand new Nike, size 12, and this is a size eight. <laughs> you they, see
1: what is, They must also feel invincible though. I mean, yeah. I, I've, oh, yeah. I've written stories where the drug dealers were paying uh, FBI agents to, and so they, he was like, oh, I, I was bulletproof. Yeah, I felt, I felt untouchable. Right. He's like, I'm, F, I, I'm paying a, I'm paying an FBI agent. Yeah. He said he's calling me. He's like, if I meet somebody, I call him up and say, hey, this is the guy's name, run him. He is, and he comes back like an hour later and says, uh-uh, he yeah. was arrested two weeks ago. He's currently this. Working. He's currently don't work. He's with him. Or they go, he's good. Yeah, never heard of that guy. Right. And so I mean, he, they feel not just that they would have guys get arrested. Call the FBI and the FBI he's like and like two hours later the cops come to him and say, Okay, we're releasing you. Yeah. They just call up and say, Look, he's a CI working with him. Let him go right now. Yeah. They just he's like, I've been walked right out. It
0: happens all the time.
1: So yeah um, But yeah, so I can imagine they felt invincible, but yeah, so, so yep. walking around with them walking being pretty obvious. Yeah, probably not that big of a deal today. At yeah. that point, they think, yeah. well, we got Mike. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, th- yeah. Well, but I was like the one who told him, listen, you got to tamp that shit down because it's one, it's it's over the top. You know, I'm trying to see, because what I'm trying to do is to keep them from getting on the radar for narcotics. Right. Because if they're on narcotics radar, I don't work for narcotics. I'm a patrolman. Right, So I'm trying to keep them off the radar for narcotics. I make a phone call to narcotics on its competition and the guy on the narcotics says, oh, you mean 522 uh, New Jersey on the corner of Vermont and, 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 and uh, New Lots? I go, no, it's 521 across the street.
2: Right, but now you <laughs> he,
0: the... he goes, oh, oh, we're not aware of that one. I go, yeah, well that's the one. <laughs> That's the one that's really doing bad stuff right now. I'm like tell the guy, this is my guy's store. He just gave me the address to. It. He says, We're in that. We got that. We're on that one. I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm because my my guy complained, my Adam complained to me. He says, the guy across the street's lowering his prices. So I mean, I sent cops in there on duty, off duty. We shook the place down on duty, off duty. We threatened this guy to shut him down. Right? And then we'd sit in front of his store and chase people, so he had no business going on for about a week. Meanwhile, we go around the block over on uh, on Blake, Dumont Avenue, and, and uh, right by um, Vermont, and there's this there's this fucking Jeep Wrangler sitting there with two guys with beards, you know? So I go, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, yeah, we're doing a stakeout around the block. I don't know where, because there's six spots around the block, but I know one is mine. Right. <laughs> so I go around the block and I walked in the store and I fucking picked up two Heinekens. They opened up the, well, I don't know if they opened them or they probably did. Opened up the Heinekens, put them in a brown paper bag, walked out, shut it down. Now, walked out the store, got in the car, called the beeper, because the beeper thing I had to call? Yeah. Got no answer, Like, like, I ain't got time for this, but this is not good. I just saw I just saw on the cover around the block. I don't know when this is going down. They didn't give me the inside right. and scoop on this, so that's why I went in. By the way, so it told it reverse. So I, I hit the pager. I waited like thirty seconds. They didn't call the payphone back. I said I can't do this. Went inside, shut them down, left. About a half an hour later, we circled back and they got the fucking lights, dogs, a team of forty fucking guys going in through in and out of the place. But they didn't find anything. They found nothing. Yeah, they couldn't even find salt in the place. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, I laugh, but you know, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's you laugh, you know. I'm really sure. I mean, what, I shouldn't laugh, but it is it, 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 what it, You know, what I'm saying
1: it, it, I, it, I I I hate when I do podcasts and then guys come back and they they he's not even sorry, yeah. he's right? He's bragging. Right. Well, you didn't see me yeah. come on the podcast right. to cry, right? Right, and, and apologize. Right. I'm not completely. here for that. I'm here to tell you the story. Tell you how it was. I didn't cry that day. No one got hurt. Right. No
0: one got hurt, which was the key thing. Which I always had said to Diaz is, if somebody gets hurt, if a cop gets hurt, I don't mean like you've tripped and broke a fucking right. right. If a cop gets injured doing one of your fucking uh, operations or shot at, you know, or you know injured severely, I said I'll turn myself in. I said because I'm not going to live with that on my conscience. Right, and 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 if you, if you if you if you spoke to diaz and if you saw him in the, in the yeah he's, he's just a, he's a nice guy yeah he's, he's, i mean he'll kill people if he has to. oh absolutely don't get me
1: wrong oh, listen, but, but, the nicest guys are i've met that are uh, uh, the nicest murderers i've met and they're hey, just super you nice know
0: johnny a light then, you, know, you know larry mazza you know right i had dinner with larry yesterday uh, yeah okay. i i know johnny i mean i've had i've been out with johnny a dozen times you know and i mean those guys between the two of them that killed 40, 50 people, but they're the nicest guys you ever wanna meet in your life.
1: You know, I was gonna tell you, um, you know the police officer that, was it, did he take his his baton or a plunger Oh yeah, 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 I was
0: just right, Volpe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was in Coleman. Yeah, was he in Coleman? Cause he you know, a, it was in Minnesota, was wasn't he? Col- no, he was in Coleman for a couple of years. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he had been many places. Yeah. So there was a police officer who had arrested some guy. Guys mouthing off, and they knew
0: this guy. He was a pain in the prick. Yeah,
1: and he <gasps> say, it was a setup. This guy was a setup. He was constantly baiting the police. Right, and so he's mouthing off. He's this. Um, I forget Bul- what. Do you remember what Bulby's first name is? i anyway. He yeah. fucking cop gets frustrated. Basically, takes his fucking baton in the police department. Right, right in the, in in the, the bathroom. In, in the, the bathroom. Right in the guy's ass. Now I, I you know and when so I had met yeah you like that I don't think it went right. that smooth but uh uh he uh but oh god this is horrible see this is and, and so anyway you perforated he, the guy yeah yeah he so yeah so there was there was a definitely you know. He didn't light candles. There was no soft yeah, music. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. so it was a bad situation, right? So he ends up. Of course, he gets. Ma- he's fired. They bring up charges. Everything yeah. he gets. He goes thirty to, years. Yeah. yeah, they. Yeah, they gave him. 30. He pled yeah. guilty in yeah. the middle of the trial. He's like, I, 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 just pled guilty. Like it was obvious I was going to get. It was just going so wrong. Right, right. And when so when we were talking that, that Coleman, how we
0: got, that's how he get. That's how we, he was going to get thirty five.
1: Right, he he ends up he pleads guilty. Is that how he got In the that? middle of the trial he pled oh, guilty. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Oh,
1: was, he he's he said I was it was so over the top mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. that he said listening to it I just
0: Right. Oh yeah, couldn't yeah, you know. You hate yourself when you listen to what they say. Yeah, oh yeah. And he's like <laughs> oh, he's like so I bad. just this,
1: this is so this is so going so wrong. He's like I could look at the jury and I could tell oh, yeah. it's over. It's over. Yeah. Um and of course this is the thing like the jury doesn't know what you're facing right so the jury's like did he do it yeah he did do you believe he did yes i believe it okay they go home and they think he's probably gonna get probation or he's probably he's he's probably gonna gonna get five or ten years 20
0: years gonna do eight
1: yeah yeah Yeah. that's what they think and then boom you get 30 you get 35 or 40 years and they go what now granted what he did was fucked up but still you typically don't give a rapist that kind of uh, of of, of sentence so the point is is that he ended up in prison Nicest guy. He and was it Justin. Justin? Justin. thank you. Yes. And when we talked one time, I, I remember I looked at him and I went, I go, bro, I mean, honestly, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like he's like I, I was, I, you know, you have to understand. He you have started, to be there. You have to be there. You <laughs> just feel invincible, and this was what I was doing, and this steroids, and, this, and, this and he like, yeah, he's telling me all this, yeah. and I'm just going. I go, still, and he's like, ah, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. what you, I said? No, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I mean, we're two guys in the library laughing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's not laughable. What, what no, it is not laughable, no, but, but it's, it's comical for some to, to actually you mean you shoved your fucking
1: broomstick or uh, yeah, someone's Yeah, some fucking ass. I mean, what what the fuck were you thinking? Where did that even come from? How did, did that, that come exactly. from? <laughs> he told like, me, you know the PSI, right? Your pre-sentence yeah, support, oh yeah, He said the PSI, the, the, um, he said when he so when you when you get in trouble, the guy got it, seven million dollars and he lived. so, so you. Know. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. There's no death or anything. I mean, but so, which,
0: which is on
1: no. no I, it's I, horrific. Too. There's no it, way to justify yeah, it, whatever. Right, it, exactly, is. Right. it is what it is. Right. Deal with it. So um, the point is, is when he's doing his PSI, um, which it means the probation officer comes and they they interview you for a, a pre-sentence report that goes to the judge. So the judge can try and determine what your sentence should Who be. And there's, there's a whole, yeah, yeah, and try and, and if there are any uh, mitigating circumstances, you know, to give you the high end of the guidelines or even the low right. end, you know. And so they come to him and so while he's being interviewed, he told me, he goes, while he was being interviewed by the, by the, um, Probation Female officer. Female probation officer. Well, probably, probation, I think it was a male probation. He said while he's Lucky being, the guy starts asking, he's like, is there any um, anything in your past? Like uh, any abuse, Family? anything? And he said he's looking at him and Justin goes, he goes, no 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 there, there were there were no funny pony rides in my in, in my childhood if that's what you're oh, asking Jesus and Christ. I mean it's like <laughs> funny pony rides and he said I know my dad fucking was there my dad was like funny pony yeah, and that's rides that's like <laughs> that's like even strange he's like, dude how did are you, you okay what did you, where did you, what did you funny pony ride and he's like <laughs> he, he's like. God, Oh, <laughs> it was. Listen, obviously, the, the the conversations in prison are not like the conversations you have with your yeah, buddy that yeah, works at right. Walmart. I yeah, mean, that, clearly, yeah, you're yeah, dealing yeah, with yeah. a different
0: Everybody's done something yeah. or heard of something. Yeah, yeah. So he was a little off. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Nice guy, though, no, yeah, but seemed I heard like a nice I, guy. Of course, I, heard, I had never been arrested before. Yeah. And Miami I've never either, thought so of a pony ride, but
0: he, now when I think of a pony you know. Think, yeah, that'll I'll definitely come him. up. Him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but I no, can't see him as pony.
0: So I was the face of corruption. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, ninety-two. I get arrested, so I get sentenced in ninety-four. He perforates this guy in ninety-seven, right? So the city's just starting. You to got heal. lucky then. Well, no, no, I never. <laughs> to, I, 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 I never got lucky. This is the city. Yeah, no, the city is just starting to heal from the from the trauma that I put it through. They changed the whole fucking patrol guide. They added a whole new division. Or or, or, no bureau. They call it bureau. They went went from internal affairs division to internal affairs bureau, which means it's now it's. So what that means is they've now created another
1: layer. Layer. So it's now it's over.
0: It's over. It's like so you have the detective bureau, and the uh, internal affairs bureau, because it used to be IAD, which was a division. Right now it's a bureau, so there's nothing above that except.
1: Right, right. But bureau basically you kind of govern yourself, you self govern, right? Okay, correct. So before they were division, they could be told back off. Correct. Okay.
0: Now they're their own bureau. Yeah. So anyway, so that I created, thank you. And uh, so so there's there's some chiefs that
1: yeah that I gave jobs because they they were. I'm sure that's how they look at it too. Probably everybody wants to thank you.
0: one of one of them, uh, I heard, because I hear stories through, throughout the years, and, right. and and one of them says, I finally got out. Case like, <laughs> really, like, like. <laughs> Like like I got like, one like, I like, got a, one. like you know,
1: a Charles like a Charles Ponzi, uh,
0: <laughs> like, hey, no, a Manson a Manson a Manson cake. I got You're me some, a Manson. You know, now they got case. now you've
1: got a whole thing named after you. It's like like yeah. Ponzi like before yeah. Charles Ponzi. Yeah. It was the Peter Paul scam. Uh, now yeah. we renamed we named renamed corruption yeah. after you. Yeah, right, right. They got so, a Michael Dowd cake Something. Yeah,
0: internal affairs. No, I got me a Michael Dowd. Like in other words, it's going to be a career maker.
2: You know? Right.
1: Yeah,
0: so, and and that guy ended up getting arrested. <laughs> the guy, that, the guy that publicly said it got arrested. He was he got arrested for taking money or or, or, or uh, I shouldn't even say taking money. I think he got arrested for doing favors on on summonses, like cutting people. Like, ah, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get rid of we'll get rid of the summons. Like, how small? How right. small is the fuck? You're really a big shot. You got a right. doubt case. It's the, the smallest of cases that, that they got rid of you for some shit like
1: that. But well, it's like you know what's fun. Well, I was gonna say, look, sometimes some guys some guys do insane shit probably their entire career and never have it come back on them. Some guys do something minor and get caught immediately. Because right. I was going to say, you went years and years and years doing, not that it's minor, well, it is minor. It's minor in comparison. Well, in where comparison, you, Yeah, yes. a couple thousand here, right. a thousand here, 500 here. But when you lep to hey you give me eight grand a, a month, I'm gonna f- watch out for you, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna give you the heads up. Right. If I come across it, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna that, I'm gonna escort your guys, I'm gonna do this. I'm right. Do. So you have a whole litany of things that you're doing for this money. Right. Um, you know, that really just like that that's actually what your partner what was your partner's name? Kenny, uh, Kenny when he, he was like he's he went like within a month from taking like a hundred bucks to <laughs> boom, we're making eight thousand dollars a week doing uh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's eight thousand a week. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean he yeah. went from being a normal cop and yeah. him slipping him like a hundred bucks and yeah. then like a month later, boom, okay, here's what we're doing now. Yeah, we'll get eight thousand. What? Yeah. How did we just go from me getting a hundred bucks, which I didn't even spend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like kept it in my locker yeah, too. Yeah. eight th- but But
0: you he know. was a cheap cocksucker. I mean he was cheap.
1: He loved listen, so
0: so in in hindsight and, and even at the time, I recognized at the time that he could say no right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then everything would be okay. Like I, yeah. I well, It's never, not like
1: a Serpico situation, yeah, yeah, you know. No, what I'm saying? It's no, not yeah. like I never
0: put him in a situation where he had to do this, right? Because I made a determination that that I, I was going to be a police officer for, until I get arrested, right? Or, or quit, or, or get injured and get three quarters disability, which is what I, my goal was. And uh, so, but what happened? My goal <laughs> to get injured because I,
1: I'm, yeah, that's your goal. If you get the a bad, best case scenario, yeah, yeah. I twist my knee. Yeah, no, yeah, bad a knee. Slight limp. Yeah, good three quarters. But three quarters disability
0: for the rest of your life, tax free. So, yes. yeah, I mean, so, that's the goal. So that was my goal, and I had it. It was well. I was I, at any minute I could have done it because I needed surgery on on either knee because both both meniscus meniscuses were torn from playing ice hockey. <laughs> so I start out with a I start out with a pension if I, <laughs> but the money was so good and I just liked it. Yeah, I just liked it. I liked going to work, and just being important. Oh yeah, Does that no, make sense I, no doubt, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, I now I know like I never retired, right? I didn't get a chance. But when I when I talked to guys that retired, like. They're like impotent yeah, you know, it they're, sucks they're, they're like I'm not important anymore like you know yeah. they think they are but they they know they're not you know right. and even their wives hate them and they get half their pension and they leave them you know so, so yeah so so I I get it now but at the time I was faced with choices you know if Kenny had told me I'm not doing it you know do, do, you know I'll have, yeah, a yeah, I'll have a beer with you at Joe's bodega but I'm not gonna not- do this I would have said okay and I would have just Probably and I don't want to say this for sure. I would have just went on and did my my thing. Probably got a pension and left. But instead, I had. A, but I got I a partner had, in crime. I had a willing partner in crime, and I was just, this is great because now I got a guy who's all in, and he was was all in. So so ha- what happens in the in the so sort of doesn't it doesn't really show up in the movie. What happens is uh, doesn't at all show up in the movie. Is Kenny Urell? Um, I know he's a little soft in the underbelly, right? And so I ended up going away to a fucking rehab, you know, because I was in, I went to the, I went to the, you, you can't have a drug problem in the police department because right. you get terminated. So I told him I had an alcohol problem, which, all right, whatever. And I go up to the rehab. And while I was away at the rehab, I told Kenny, you know, Kenny, I, fa- I found out a little bit more information by going into rehab. They came to, like, the invest, the um, counselors, which are cops, said, listen, you're in a lot of fucking hot water from what we know and uh, you just need to st- stop whatever you're doing, f- do your rehab time, and then pray, and go to church. Uh, this is what the guy said, and go to church every Sunday. Right. I said, okay, uh, young, 26, 25, whatever the fuck I was, yeah, okay, sure. So, uh, but I but I knew a problem could arise from a weak link. So, in the meantime, three of my friends get arrested for shaking down a bodega, mm-hmm. for doing an armed robbery, so they're out, I, bail- I put a bail for one, and put one in my house because his family kicks him out, he's got nowhere to go. And his name is Walter, that big Walter in the fucking uh, big Walter with the big fucking hands. I end up putting him in my house. In the meantime, I tell Kenny, you gotta get hurt. It's 4th of July weekend, (laughs) it's 4th of July weekend, I'm in a rehab, We just came home from rehab, and Kenny's not getting any patrol assignments because if you go on patrol, you're gonna get hurt, right? Because it's an arrest every day. There's an arrest, but it's Fourth of July weekend. That everybody's out on details, like in Manhattan, doing parade duties, all this shit. So they 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 short manpower. So Kenny hasn't been on patrol in four months, not one day. What's he doing? He's in the station house, okay, you know, doing paperwork, paperwork. yeah, yeah. yeah. phone answering, clerical shit, because they don't want him out there. Fourth of July weekend, they short. They put him in a car for his first day. He makes an arrest some kind of fence was involved, whatever, he grabs a mooch, brings him in, and goes into the bathroom and breaks his hand Oh on the sink. And he already broke it once before. So now he, he goes, bang! He fucking slams it on the porcelain sink, breaks it, because he's left-handed. He breaks his fucking hand, and he goes in and tells the fucking boss, he says, ah, I'm making the arrest, I got hurt, big, uh, big, Grabbing this guy over the fence, whatever. No one gives a fuck. They're not thinking. Yeah, yeah. They're not thinking he's under investigation. He needs to get the fuck off the job. He breaks his. hand, He never goes. One day on patrol, breaks his wrist never goes back to work. He gets a three quarters disability pension. I get it for him because my my uncle runs the pension section, right? I call. He gets he gets medically clear, medically approved because you can't have a cop with a bad wrist that. Has broken now twice in the last, like, say, six years. Right. Because now he's going to be shooting a gun. What if his wrist goes bad in the middle of shooting a gun and kills the kid instead of the, the old man? You're right. So they, they they approve him medically. Now it's supposed to take a year to two to get released through the pension system. I call my uncle. I say, Unc, can he's just approved yesterday. He goes, Okay, it's going to take thirty days. He goes from the bottom of the pile to the top of the pile, and he's fucking walking out the door. And who's walking in? For, because you go before the pension board. The pension board, boom, approved. You're done. He's walking out the door. In comes Tromboli, the guy that was following me for fucking years, right. eating pasta dinner in front of my house. His wife kicking him out the door. He's walking in to interview him. And Tromboli goes, real He goes, I wasn't, yeah. "I wasn't there, but I was told." Yeah. He goes. He says to him, "What are you, wh- what are you doing here?" He says. I'm sorry, Sarge. I got nothing to say to you. Yeah. He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I'm off the job. I'm retired. Three quarters disability." He goes, "I wanted to ask you about doubt. He goes, "I'd love to tell you." He says, right. "But I'm not required to talk yeah, to yeah. you right now. I'm done. Gotta go." And but like the, the love to tell you thing was was in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like he wanted to tell him, <laughs> so he leaves. He gets his three quarters disability. Now he's sitting at home bored. He likes oh, the action. That's right. That's he likes right. The action. Okay. He likes the action, so I'm running around now. I've I've made it through the rehab, two years. I went to two he, two years of rehab work, and then Kenny is calling me up. I need fucking some. I need some work. I need some bricks. I need something. I didn't know he was involved in fucking drugs. Right. I had no idea.
1: Was he before, or just this is just something, he's is decided just something just to he decided to decide.
0: do? So what happened was this: people, this story is so fucking. Yeah. His cousin was a cop in the seven three. Was bringing home. Shit they were stealing from the drug dealers. Right. Just giving it to Kenny and Kenny was selling it. I have no idea. So one day he says to me, Mike, could you help me get a piece of fucking, you know, eight, big eight, you know, whatever, whatever they want, a half a key. I go, Of course I can. <laughs> so he goes, Okay. Anyway, I go to his house to pick up the money and they're there. The cops are everywhere. Like plainclothes. So he doesn't know it. I go, Kenny, your fucking house is hot as fucking pistol. He goes, What do you mean? I go, there's cops all over the place here. He goes, I just left your house I, and two cops will follow me. He goes, how do you know there were cops? I said, Kenny, right. I left your house. I circled the block. There fucking two cops' cars the plain clothes. Follow me, twisting, going different directions. He says, Mike, they've been following you for five fucking years. What's he says, he's probably still following you. I go, I don't know, Kenny, this seemed a little different. P.S., he hangs up, I leave his house, I get in the car, I go to work, pick up the kilo, whatever. He gets on the phone, I don't know this, I'm not there. It comes up later on. And he's on the phone, his phone's tapped. He's calling the 73 precinct to have his cousin run a license plate. The license plate comes back to Suffolk County Police Department. You think he'd fucking tell me? Right. For the next month and a half while they're investigating us, he already knew that Suffolk County PD was following us. He never told me, never. He didn't change his act either. He ends up getting arrested. I mean, the, the things that took place were insane. I get arrested. I get arrested eventually. Uh, um, it was um, May 6th, 1992. Now, that was the fourth day after the fucking. They burnt LA down. Right. Three or four days after Rodney King, uh, I guess, the not guilty trial must have. Yeah,
1: yeah, not guilty. Not guilty verdict came yeah, out. That was, yeah,
0: and they were burning oh. the city down. They burned New York City down. They burned, breaking everything up. Right. This whole thing. This is sometime in, let's say, March. He was actually under investigation from January, which I didn't know. I come into the picture sometime in March. I go away to the Cayman Islands. <coughs> I come back from the Cayman Islands, and I want to set up a little bit of an organization where I don't have to do any more work. Just put my money up, <coughs> let my Dominican friends sell cocaine, and I'm just a part of the business. We end up pooling our money together. We but get you're it. still a police officer.
1: Of course. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, it was the no, given. I
0: mean, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I told you, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out one of three ways: <laughs> <laughs> arrested, <clears throat> injured, or retired. One of the three. So, so I set up this organization where I don't have to do. Just put the money up. So, and it was a, it was a difficult time. It was around Easter, and the price of cocaine doubled. It went from seventeen five to 35000 thirty four thirty five thousand a kilo. So, <clears throat> our numbers kept moving, and so at this point, I didn't want to lay out all of the money so I encourage Kenny to come Kenny goes ahead and he calls up three of the guys from the 73rd precinct and tells them to meet him to, to 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 put the money so now there's three cops from the 73rd precinct his cousin and two of his
1: are people. putting up money to invest in cocaine in cocaine business yeah. of course yeah. of course
0: and then you have Kenny so you have three cops in the 73 Kenny myself and my partner I couldn't leave my partner out I didn't need him but I you know he's he's my partner if I'm going to be making moves he's got to get a piece of something right so so now there's five of us involved in this fucking kilo distribution ring, right? <clears throat> and some other cop gets arrested for steroids. Anyway, so we had this whole thing set up. It's working like a clock. first week we put 54,000 back in our pockets, which which um, each? No, so, so 35 was the investment.
1: Okay. We got
0: back 54,000. Okay. So the next week it would be 35. And get something similar, but I was I was a little annoyed. I wanted it to be more. I wanted to double the fucking money. I want seventy thousand. So the next week it's going to be seventy thousand, not fifty four. That's bullshit. So, I mean, All right. I mean, you're fucking selling twenty kilos a, a fucking day. I'm I gotta you know I want I want two. Yeah. So you're flipping yours. I'm, I want mine flipped along. The, so this is the truth. This is the way it is. Right. right. Why should I get double double my money? I gave you thirty five. I want seventy. Can we do this? The answer was yes. So don't give me 54. So next week, anyway, next week doesn't come, by the way. So in the interim, Kenny's gotta pick up a piece for himself to sell. So now he's got this machine going that I set up and he's gotta pick up a piece. So I gotta pick up, uh, I don't know, half a kilo or something from somebody in Brooklyn and in the patrol car. I meet him at work. The guy jumps in the back of the patrol car and now they got me on film. And I'm knowing it. I'm knowing something's wrong. And like, some, I'm looking up. There's a there's a there's an apartment building upstairs, and there's a building over here, a, a, a rectory, a church rectory, and, and I see, like, it looks like there's cameras in these windows. Is this possible? You know, like when you know, but you say no, it's not really happening. No, you feel you still feel untouchable. Yeah, no it's, way. it's that it's not the camera on me. The camera's on somebody else right now. Two cameras, one there, one there. And it's funny because in the model commission hearings that was where I testified, they right. show it. Right. They show those angles from cameras of me getting in and out of a patrol car and the and the guy jumping in the back of the patrol car as I drive off. And the funny thing was, he would normally just hand me the shit. I go, keep it low. Like here I am saying keep it low. Because Because I know. Yeah. Like you know when you know, and there's nothing you can do. Like you handed the fucking paperwork in for your fucking fraud, and this could be the last one,
2: yeah.
0: and you're knowing it. Like, like, like I'm knowing something's wrong, and so I like, keep, keep that thing low. So he hands it, like the seats break in the middle. He hands it through me in the seat, and I, just, and I, and I was so careful to keep it low that the cameras couldn't see it. And of course, we're driving, so the cameras are not they're stationary. Right. I mean, think about what I'm telling you. I know I'm being filmed. In uniform, receiving kilos from a guy that's a Colombian in the, in a, and I just pick it, and I, oh, it was good stuff. It sucked, but it was better than nothing, and and, that's, and and the price was a premium. I get the shit, I drive around the block, I meet Kenny, I give it to Kenny, and there's a car parked behind Kenny, and I see the car. Kenny doesn't see it. I see it. He goes home with the fucking package. I do patrol and I don't get called. Like the whole time, I, there's, there's no radio runs for me. For two days now, there's been no radio runs for me. So I've been I, like, I'm on patrol and there's no calls for my sector for two days.
1: Does that ever happened before? Never. No, never. never happened. Not before. even a day.
0: No, no. And I was, by the way, I'm, I'm in a, a less busy place now. Right. I've gone to rehab, and now I, instead of going back to the seven five, I'm now in the nine four precinct, which is heaven. Anyway, heaven for patrol work, like right. oh my god, the cat in the fucking tree type thing, you know, Well, the drunk Polish guy, but in the wrong house. They go to the wrong house. And it's, just, it's the same house, but it's on the wrong block. You know, they were block off, and that's that's my night. You know, so. And, I'm, and no calls, and then all of a sudden we get a call. So, uh, what am I, 9-4-Henry, 9-4-Henry, yeah. uh, 10 2. I was like, hmm, 10-2, why would, why would they call us back to the precinct? And I look at my partner. I mean, we've done nothing wrong here today. <laughs> we've done nothing wrong here today. You know, I, I maybe dropped a, a keel what, what, I water. No one's business, you yeah. know. I mean, I you didn't, didn't tell him. anybody, I didn't tell anybody, we're good. So I drive back to the precinct, but I go the wrong way on a one-way street to the precinct, which is the first time I ever did this. I just-
1: But it's just by accident?
0: No, I, something's not right. <laughs> I'm driving to my maker right now, and I'm like, this, something's not right. And I see this car, to my, as I'm pulling up to the precinct, now the car's facing the trash one way, car's facing this way, and I'm pulling up this way. And I look, and there's two guys sitting in the front seat of the car, plain clothes, I'm like, ah, that's a little odd, huh? <laughs> so I pull in. And I just had just had gotten two big gulps filled with vodka and seven up. <laughs> Absolute <clears throat> big ones like this. <laughs> Took a big hit off of one. I did a couple of bumps. Was doing good, right? Get out of the car, I walk into the precinct, and I hear footsteps behind me. And I like, don't turn around. This can't be good. <laughs> this just can't be good news. So I it's like I know I'm walking in to the
1: end. Yeah. But you but you know There's
0: nothing you can there's do. Nothing you can do. There's it's all, if it's can, over, it's over. It's happening. There's
1: no there's no move you can make during this process that no, changes. Except anything. Except get
0: back in the patrol car and drive to Pennsylvania, maybe right. or Canada. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. So I'm like, okay. So I walk up to the desk and I go, What's up, Sauge? You said 10 2. And the guy, the sergeant at the desk is like mortified. He goes, Go to the captain. He wants to speak to you. Set up. This is a setup. He knows he's setting me up. He just doesn't know what to do.
1: No, there's, no, well, there's nothing, well, there's
0: nothing here. he's following orders. So he points, we turn around to go to the captain's office, and up comes these two detectives. From internal affairs, with their trench coats on and their fucking badges. Uh, this is the lieutenant so and so, blah blah blah. Uh, we're, we're taking you for a, a, a department ordered drug test. I'm like, that's all. <laughs> this is perfect. My career ends here. Right. It's over. I'm gonna go downstairs and change, put my shit on, my my, my civilian clothes. Go take the piss test. Fail. I can go home. Didn't work out! It. Yeah. it didn't work out that way. But so I'm getting dressed downstairs. Now that they've ordered us downstairs, this is the scene is insane. I'm downstairs trying to get dressed, and the cop, plainclothes detective, is almost humping me. He's so close. I can't move. I'm trying to. I go. <laughs> can I am I under arrest? I know something's wrong here. Am I under arrest? He goes. No, why would you say that? I said, because you're so close to me, I can't even, I couldn't bend my knee to take my pants off to put my civilian clothes on. He goes, no. So so I go, well, would you back up? Now I'm getting pissed. Would you back up? So he goes like this. (laughs) So he went from here to here. He gave me like an inch more room. Holy fuck, this is serious. Because he's on my shit. So now in my pants right, is the cocaine. That, you know on the Some home. cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five grams, whatever. Yeah, not
1: go. the kilo. No, no, but that's what has given to Kenny. He's yeah. got
0: that on the island. I'm trying to get dressed. Can't get dressed. Now I go to him. Now, now you know something's wrong. What I know. I go to him. You think I should take my off duty service uh, revolver, my off duty revolver, or leave it? He goes, ah, you can leave it there. You can come back and get it later. He says to me, so, wow. You might way. be
1: all right. I'll be all back.
0: Right. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> get outside, get in the patrol, back in the plainclothes car, and I'm saying, I gotta get rid of this cocaine on me. So I'm like, how am I gonna do this? So I I go, uh, I, look, I look at, there's no handles. <laughs> there's no handles and no windows on the fucking door. So I can't even, I can't open a window, and I can't open the door. So I go, and I turn around, I look at them, I go, I don't know what this is about, but one thing I want you guys to know, is my partner has nothing to do with it. Whatever this is, my partner has nothing to do with it. I want to exculpate <laughs> this kid, because I feel bad. I, I, I was, he followed me, you know? And I love the guy. And he's my god, he's the godfather of my kid. And I, if, I'm, if I go down, at least someone can survive this, right? Not, but anyway, don't you worry about him. He's got his own things. To, now, he's already been arrested for murder and beat the charge, okay? So, that's why we're together. Because no one will work with him, and no one will work with me. So this is so much I skipped to get to this point. Yeah. So now we're we're we're, not, we're not back. Up. So how am I going to get rid of this fucking cocaine? Because God forbid I do get pinched. I might get pinched here, right? So, but God forbid So you're sure. going to fail the piss test anyway oh, not, for cocaine. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to fucking light up the fucking. <laughs> it's going to light it up. I just took a bump a couple of minutes ago, so it's yeah. good. And, and yesterday, the day before, it's good. So I go. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. They go, okay, yeah, no problem. I smoked that cigarette, and then I smoked another one right behind it. You couldn't, there was a layer of fog inside the fucking car. You guys, can you open a window? I want them to open the fucking right. window! I mean, this is like a 15 minute drive from there to, the, to, to Jamaica, where we're gonna go take the piss test. They didn't open the fucking window once, so I said, okay, no problem. When I get out in Jamaica, or uh, Jackson Heights is where the, uh, Left Rack City. I was, or, I'm going over to Left Rack City where the police has their medical office. I mean, you gotta understand, police medical office, okay? Like, they, they have their own medical division, okay? It's like fucking, because there's 35,000 cops, they have a medical division. They have two floors of, a, of, a, of an office, four floors of an office building with like 700 offices in it. This is just, it's-, it's Massive. Massive, it's a yeah. massive bureaucracy. And um, so I, I get out of the car, and right there, like, and I turn around, and there's a phalanx, a phalanx of brass if you know what brass means, the guys with the brass on their fucking hats and lieutenants,
1: the cur- yeah, yeah, all the
0: all the bosses, lines of them, all the way from the street. And it's about 40, 50 feet from the street to the entranceway door. Then there's the entranceway phalanxed. There's the hallway phalanxed. And the fucking button opens up on the elevator. And there's a, I look up, there's a guy with more scrambled legs on his fucking hat than I've ever seen in my career, because he was a chief. The chief was standing in front of me and a, and a deputy inspector, both of them's like this. And they just, I just got on the elevator and I turned around and I was standing between them. I, I don't know who they are. And then the guys that, that brought me in, Went up. So there was four of us in the elevator. Open up the elevator on the sixteenth floor, I think it was. And sure enough, another half a dozen scrambled eggs on each side, flanking me into. This. Did
1: you did you realize at this point this is for you, or are you still thinking this is just coincidence? Is it just so overla- Is it overwhelmingly obvious this is here for me? This is they're doing this.
0: I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't. I, it, it hasn't
1: did, hit me yet. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. You just think, this is weird. <laughs> this is
0: weird. Yeah. Because I don't know. this. I don't know that this six cops getting arrested.
1: Right. And that there's been an ongoing investigation. Well, you knew there was an investigation. Yeah, yeah, but... Kind they, of a, you didn't realize it was this They've been investigating me for five mass. years. You didn't realize it was this H- How long were they investigating you, right? Forever. Right. Right? So
0: for five years, I've been dealing with this shit. It's no big deal. Right. This is fake. <laughs> this is fake. This 147 cops right. from internal affairs are on my case, and I think I'm seeing shadows. I think it's paranoia. But it's not, it's real, but I'm thinking I'm crazy. So now they're all in uniform, phalanx in this place, they open up the door, and there's this lieutenant who's been after me for fucking four years, because he tried to fucking piss test me out four years ago, or five years ago, whatever the fuck it was, and he's standing there with this grin on his face, and he goes, okay dad I got you here it's a whole, with an H I forget his fucking name I'm gonna fucking smack him anyway cause he's a prick he yelled at me one time get in here now I says what do you mean get in here now I'm sick he, I was on sick leave he goes I'm lieutenant so and so in charge of health services and I and he goes like this and I'm ordering this officer, like he pulls the phone away. And I'm ordering this officer to get in here uh, today by noon. And he's saying he's sick. I know you're sick, officer. I'm telling you to get, like you can tell it. I'm telling you to get in here now. He's like, could you imagine? Like can you imagine this guy? Dude, all right. I'm on my fucking way. I get there and they bring me into psych services and I ended up going away to the farm for two years. But anyway, so he's there now and he's got me. He's got to get me to piss because they tried to do it to me before but I fucking beat them. See, so I beat them and I can't beat this. So I'm about to piss, I'm, I think I'm gonna piss and go home. <laughs> so I take the piss, I go like, I'm drunk now because I'm fucking drunk. Now the drink is hitting me, right? And I'm realizing, ah, it's just gonna be over. It's good
1: like I can go home I can go see.
0: home and just convilch co- with the family and say what am I going to do now with the rest of my life so here I am the guy's finally got me to take the piss test I piss in his cup I'm like I'm happy it's over you know we'll see you tomorrow you know have a nice night and I turn around and it goes and in walks these two other guys into this small cubicle area and he goes Suffolk County Detectives and I go oh what's you okay. up you're under arrest for conspiracy to distribute uh, narcotics I go oh okay I mean, what am i just to say, the, the nerve of you, I mean. Right. like, So So one of the things is, you know, the newspaper account is, and he just, you know, turn around matter-of-factly. am gonna do a kick and scream and say go fuck yourselves. I mean, you know. It's like, boy, envy on my back. They put the cuffs on me. So now they go to search my pockets.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And I got that cocaine in my pockets that I couldn't get rid of yet <laughs> fucking the 14 times I tried to move it out. And the guy goes, oh! So we got here? And I go, Yeah, I got a little problem. What do you? I go, I got a little bit of a problem. What What else? What, else? You know, so right. what You know, so what, uh, you know? So, 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 back in the patrol car, now they're taking me out to Suffolk County because that's where they're booking me. See, the whole thing here is the city's pissed off. Right. Because they didn't get their guy. The out of jurisdiction got the guy.
1: Right. You're not, because you're not, you not. you're not, you're at the, you're in the city. You're not at Suffolk County. not a Suffolk County
0: police officer or anything. <clears throat> and they, they've had me under investigation for five years and they couldn't put a pinch on me. But Suffolk County has an investigation for three months and they got me, you know, because they got me because Kenny. Well, because and, of the Kenny. Well, because of the wires. Right. Kenny didn't give me up. It, yeah. was, it was wires that got me and then Kenny on bail puts a wire on and then he gets me people don't know people don't know how the story actually breaks out but that's how it breaks out so anyway so telling the story is is is, is exhausting you know um <laughs> and how much should we skip when we tell these stories right like right. 80% or, or more of it right in fact i'm i'm working on uh <clears throat> getting the screenplay done now because they can't get it down. Uh, they've been working on it for five years, a screenplay to do a movie, a remake movie for of the Seven Five documentary, and they just can't get it. So I've been through the mill with all kinds of involvement with different people in in uh, Hollywood. Right. <clears throat> uh, Frank Scott, who did Get Shorty. I, I don't. I never saw it. Um, you never saw Get Shorty? No, I never saw. It. Yeah, yeah. The guy John Travolta. Who, it's a great movie. Yeah, the guy who wrote that. Uh, was supposed to do the, then it was well, the Scott Gillespie, a guy named Gillespie who did I Tanya. I don't know I Tanya movie with, with the, the the ice skater girl. The ice skater. Oh,
1: I, oh, I like Tanya. Tanya for Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding, yeah. Okay, well, wait real quick. You how much time did you get? I got
0: fourteen. Well, so I ended up getting a fourteen hundred sixty-eight month sentence.
1: right? Okay, yeah, fourteen years. And then you went to you went to prison, obviously. Yeah, Where, I went to prison.
0: Go? I I started out in well, I did MCC for two years, waiting to be sentenced.
1: When you got grabbed, did you ever get out on bond? No.
0: From Suffolk County, I did. Right. But then when I was out and they set me up to the feds, no bond.
2: Yeah. I mean, I
0: could have... Tried to get bond, but my lawyer's like, dude, you got gonna do some time, so you might as well start now. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. All right? You
1: know, <clears throat> either, unless either, you're mounting, there's no reason to be out unless you're mounting a defense, like you're trying to go to trial. Well, but you can't. Well, go to so, trial. so,
0: so, so to be fair, I was gonna go to trial because the first plea offer was 24 to 30 years, and you know what that's like. You know, I'm like, did who the fuck did I kill? Right. You know, so, so, knowing that I was gonna do some time, I. You know, I was shocked to see their first plea, they don't call them offers, they call them agreements. Like The plea, the first plea right. agreement was for 30 years. And I said, i not fucking doing that. I'm going might to trial. Might as well go to trial. Might as well go to trial. So, so that was my approach for the first uh six months or so. And then uh, they, they knocked it down to like 24, and then they knocked it down to 17. And I still said, you know what, I ain't doing 17 years without going to trial for it, fuck it. So, I pushed it and pushed it. It probably lasted a little over a year and then the Marlin Commission people came to me and said, we'll write a letter to your judge for you if you help us. And so I turned them down twice and the third time they came to me was shortly after they said I did nine murders in the ghetto. And I'm like, Okay, well, this is uh, the newspaper, you know, and and, and well, you know, what, what just bullshit? Yeah, I mean, I know it's bullshit, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, what? Where
1: did they come up with yeah, that? Just uh, somebody they, said something. They, that, they're
0: looking for there's is nine murders that they can't figure out around this period of time when I had a brand new nine millimeter gun, and they were all nine millimeter murders. I mean, at the ghetto, everybody gets killed with a nine right. millimeter. Right. But anyway, so they were investigating me and my partner for nine murders, specifically me, I guess, because Kenny's like a good guy, and um, so it was all the news. I'm like. Listen, I didn't do any fucking murders. And it, oh, by the way, uh, my own commission called again today, and and, and asking if you could please uh, you know cooperate with them. And, and what were they than, investigating? That what was they that, would, that commission their, investigating? Their task was to investigate corruption, corruption okay. in the city, and basically systematic like mine was whatever. And um, <clears throat> so, I drew them a roadmap. I showed them how to do it. They arrested the whole thirtieth precinct. They called it the, the dirty thirty. They arrested the whole. Night Shift, which is 30 guys on the 30th precinct. We uh, were all in the cahoots. I, I don't know anybody, I didn't right. know anybody, but I showed them how to catch me. Right, like, Something like you might have done to show yeah,
1: yeah, which company. ethics I, and fraud thing. Right. like it's, look, Same it's,
0: thing, so I showed them how to catch me. I said, you don't put a sign Look over here for cash. You know, dude, you got to make it, the cops got to be a little more like surprised or, or industrious. Don't make it. Don't put a sign. Check under fucking ice cubes for cash. Yeah. They're gonna check. You don't need to tell them. You know, so don't make it so obvious. So anyway, so I gave him a few pointers like that, and and I told him how and how I would how I would do how I would see a scene and how I would assess it and how I would know I wasn't being set up. So they did what I told them. And they got the whole 30th precinct. They got a couple of the bunch hmm. of guys. So now, when I went to get sentenced, they wrote a letter to the judge saying that I was honest and helpful.
1: That's right. all they would say. Right. Was know. this sentence in the state or the feds? Feds.
0: I never got sentenced in the state because they they subsume consumed the uh, superseding indictment. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. made it all one right. to make it a Rico case. So I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so I got the Rico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, <sighs>
0: Yeah, so okay. I, I got a RICO indictment, uh, and I pled guilty to it. So I faced zero to life, faced ten to life
1: right.
0: at, at my sentencing. And uh, did
1: the U.S. attorney, did US attorney um, recommend that you get the low end of the guidelines no, or anything? No, 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 oh, no. Saying, no. He was against him.
0: everything. He was sort of okay, like okay. what you had to deal with when you were through. Like there was no friend in that courtroom except for the letter, <clears throat> and the judge witnessed my testimony. <clears throat> and even partly, partly to my dis- dismay, is some of my sentence. Like some of the testimony wasn't very. Wasn't very good, you know. Like I stole money from some some girl, like three hundred bucks under the, the Bible. The money, the mother hid the money under the Bible. I asked the kid, right. hey, "Is there any hidden hidden money in the house that they might have right. robbed?" I, and she goes, "Well, she's on the phone, mom." Yeah, she goes, "She yeah, check under the Bible." <laughs> So I found he, it. You know, he takes them and he goes. Yeah, yeah, like them, yeah they looks got like it Looks like the
1: burglars got it.
0: Yeah, they got it. Imagine that. So you know, and that's a real shitty thing to do. You know, right. but part of my justification. Well, we all do shitty things. Yeah. Part of the justification was. Yeah,
1: listen, you don't have to explain <laughs> to me. I
2: know
0: that. <laughs> but but you know, people that they hear that like, how the fuck can you yeah. do that? Well, you know, I got a partner next to me that's that's threatening me right now. He's like, you fucking set me up the last job there was $11,000 in cash you fucking missed it you had it in your hand I said take it easy dude I'm not looking for someone's fucking savings I'm looking for bags of cash like this right, I'm right. not looking drug for drug yeah I'm not looking for a knot of $11,000 that someone saved that's, that's a lot of fucking It's a lot of fucking money I said no it isn't not what I'm looking for I'm looking for 30, 40, 50 grand in 20s not someone's little life saving stack Right. so anyway so long story short I ended up the next chance I could to get some money, I did. You know, it was a couple, three, four hundred dollars, whatever we took from under the girl's Bible, which was horrible. Right. And and so what I'm saying is, when I got sentenced, the judge said, you know, Mr. Da- you know, all the things you were very helpful, but you know, but you know, taking that three hundred dollars from the fucking Bible with the girl, you know, was not a very. Uh, I, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, she was, right? She was, she was she was letting it known that she was aware of that. You know. Yeah, yeah. That being said, they said you were very helpful. I was gonna give you a sentence to the top end of your guidelines which would have been 15 and a half years she said instead i'm not going to give you i'm going to give you right in the middle which is 168 months so so essentially she says the model commission helped me i'll take her at her word she could have given me more because they wanted to give me more right you know i'm i'm sure they they probably would have given me more if i didn't uh, Testify with the Malin Commission, yeah, but I gave yeah. them a hard time and because I said to them you 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 don't give a fuck about me or anybody else. I said you're gonna have a bunch of cops kill themselves if if I testify for a Mallon Commission, a bunch of cops are gonna and sure enough, 17 cops I think or eight or, or, or 12 cops killed themselves right after I testified for the Malin Commission. So she gave me 168 months right in the middle of the guidelines. She said because of she felt that the that I was instrumental in helping the New York City Police Department create. Uh, the changes that they needed to make the improvements that they desired so right. it was positive in, in the end you know but it wasn't something that came easy because i was not too because i was concerned that they, they didn't give a fuck about people killing themselves you know and and, and they didn't and nah. they, they they plain out said to me we don't care i said well, what about their families their wives their children and and the response was that's too bad
1: like that's yeah not, i don't know it doesn't yeah. enter into the it's it's yeah you know and it's just it's no no, yeah no nobody they're expendable too listen Listen, the the u.s attorneys and and i've seen these guys left and right like you got some low-level crack dealer who gets 15 or 20 or 25 years or 30 years i knew a kid that was 19 years old home sitting on his couch his brother comes in you know the reverse thing is Right, right comes in and says bro I need you. We had a guy that was going to drive the car. He's not going to drive the car. The kid's never been in trouble right. before. Says, um, we need you to drive the car. Right. And he goes, for what? And he's like, we know a stash house. There's money in the stash house. We're going to go, money and drugs. We're going to rob the stash right. house. Right. And he's like, bro, all you got to do is drive the car. Right. We're going to run out. We're yeah. going to come back you're in. It's, it's here. Yeah. And he's like, you're, do- "You're it's nothing. You're not even involved. Right. Like, and he's like, so he's, come on, man, I need you. he's like, okay, okay. So he goes, we're going to give you a couple hundred bucks. Go, okay. So he jumps in the car. He drives. The two guys, the, the brother and the other guy, jump out of the car to go in. They don't even get in the stash house. The cars pull up, yeah. run out. You know, get on the ground, right. get on the ground, get right. on the ground. He doesn't even realize. The kid is so scared, he doesn't even realize. He goes, I don't even know it's DEA. Right. He said, I think we're being robbed. He said, they start shooting. I duck down. I hit the fucking gas. He drives forward, um, hits another car. Then he they start shooting at the car. He jumps out and runs from the car. His brother has already been sh- shot and killed, by the way. Oh, so they geez. killed his brother. His brother, of course, pulled out. They pulled out oh, guns. Oh, they, they, pulled got out? Okay. Yep, they got shot. Yeah, they got shot. The kid starts running. They shoot the kid, the 19-year-old kid, blow his from his knee, his, from his leg, from the knee, clean off. That's uh, gone. Wow. He hits the fucking ground. Um. Well, he loses the leg or half the leg. He ends up getting sentenced for his brother's murder. Right. Because you know how it works. Doesn't matter that someone dies, you're charged with murder. Three of us were going to. He's like, I was just driving the car. No, you were. You're a conspiracy to break in. It was a reverse thing. There was never any money in the drug house. It was just setting up the brother. Brother brings him. Kids never been in trouble. He pled guilty. He got 30 years. Mm -hmm. Because he was going to get life because of the murder. Because of the murder. Murder that I didn't get. You you killed him. It doesn't matter. You You knew they had guns. You knew what was going on. He gets 30 years. And I guarantee that that kid probably had they not presented him with that he would have never probably ever done anything he did he was just driving and i'm telling you right now that u.s attorney slept like a baby that night okay. like you could have given that kid yeah. five or ten years i'm not saying he shouldn't have gone to prison Listen, you can make your point to right make your point. right but that's yeah, it. it's over. Yeah, these guys now are, the taxpayers they're, they're, have to pay for this these are heartless. Together. They're heartless people. They really so, are. They really but are. But I mean, and that's just you know you know that it's over and over and over again. Yeah, listen, and they don't listen.
0: I want, you know I hate to be political because I, my politics you may not, I mean they go after this guy Roger Stone because he because he because they don't like him. I mean
1: they're after him again. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: they're after him again.
1: Yeah, I saw that documentary they too. They're after him again. He's great.
0: hes I love him because he's crazy. Yeah. He's odd. He's an oddball. Yeah. I, I, that's what makes this world go around. People like him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can agree with him or disagree with him, but there's no reason. They got 28 fucking guys going after a guy because he fucking, because what, he, he signed his name wrong on a form?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're all over him. I, I was you know I also wanted to mention that it's funny because I whenever I say anything about the U.S. attorney, look, let's face it, ninety nine percent of the inmates are, they're guilty. They're guilty. You know the the the, the sentences are just draconian. Yeah, they're outrageous. It's, it's, yeah. They're in, insane. Fucking long sentences. Well, they're
0: designed to make people cooperate.
1: Right. Of because course, that's
0: the reason, but. If if you if you're the
1: last guy on the totem pole, you're just done. You're done. You got
0: nothing. Yeah.
1: So. Well, you know the thing. You know, and look, let's face it. Mostly, you've been to prison. You don't want. I don't want to live in the neighborhood with these guys. No. Like these no. are not nice guys. No, no.
0: Most. Yeah, yeah. But but. But you see, I mean, the murders are the nicest guys in the joint. Yeah, normally they
1: are. Yeah, and they have the lowest recidivism rate. That's as, and recidivism yeah. as far as once they get out, like yeah. they never kill anybody. Yeah. very seldomly does somebody yeah. get out and kill somebody again. No, 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 stone cold killers. No. Yeah, but that's that's a far and few in between. Most yeah. guys, it's an accident, or they did kill somebody. I thought, right, but they're not. you know.
0: Yeah, but mo- but most of it, most of the guys involved in the drug It's <laughs> so horrible. The drug trade <laughs> brings violence, and, yeah, of course, and you that's know, he's a great guy. But you know, yesterday yeah. he killed three people. I mean yeah you know, but meanwhile he's making love to and, and he's raising kids. Right? He's loving this woman, uh, three of them, and he's and he, and, he, and he's raising kids. So I mean, it all it all is a perspective, you know. He has a great daddy. Uh, yeah.
1: So <laughs> just um, not a good
0: just not a good business guy.
1: <laughs> so right now there's a documentary. You kept right. ref, you referred to it as a, a movie a few times, but it's right. a documentary right, correct. that yeah. you're hoping. Gets turned into right. So a so movie. right now,
0: Ben Stiller has uh, the uh, been uh, added on to be the director. So it's 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 this is this is now five years in the making. Okay, right. So it's gone through several. It's gone through several like uh, Gillespie who directed Itan Itanya, I think. Anyway, and another two or three directors have had it, and now Ben Stiller is has it. Uh, him and, uh, and, and and a few people. It's it's. I, I, they can't get they can't get the story right. Right for film, I got the story for film, because I know, I mean, just picture the scene of all these fucking scrambled eggs, like fucking blind, the day I got arrested, and that's, you can start in the beginning or the end or the middle, that could be the middle of the movie, because the beginning of my movie is when I come home from prison. That's fucking heavy. Right. I mean, think about the day you got released. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna give you a scenario, and then we'll end on this, because there's so much we can talk about. The coming home from prison, right? So yeah, yeah. we'll end on this. I come home from prison with much to do, by the way. Newspapers, all this other shit, you know, bullshit. What year? 1990, no, 2004. April, I think, 2004. you think I'd remember the date, but I don't. I think it was April 13th, but I'm not sure. Right. So, because I, that was the only day I slept. That was, the, that was the, I shouldn't say only, I slept every day, but... The first day I overslept. In my entire prison fucking time, was the last day they had to wake me up. Like they knocked up. They want your shit. Yeah. <laughs> the guys are waiting for your shit. They want your sweatpants, your sneakers, your cups, your fucking you
1: know all. Yeah, the you give away your stuff. You, you I don't. I don't need my prison sweatpants yeah, and my, yeah, and my yeah, sandals. Yeah, yeah,
0: you need that. You take. We give it out on the way out. So yeah. So they had to wake me up. So <laughs> so I slept like a fucking log, I guess. And, and so. When I when I get home after a couple of days at the halfway house, you get a pass to go see your family. So I had a four hour pass to go see my family. I, and I, so, the scene is fucking unreal. I'm going to my parents. I'm now now I'm a man who had four homes, and a condominium on the ocean in Myrtle Beach. I had money out of every pocket, and you know, it's, to live right. the life, and and here I am. I got nothing, and I look. I'm a, I'm going to take a shower. I just want to take a shower. I want to take a shower where no one's standing out the door. You know, when no one's waiting for me to get out. You know, I just, I want to get my own little fucking thing. So I look out the window and there's my brother's two kids who I don't even know their fucking names. I don't even know their names. But, I, it, and, and it hit me that the world has passed me by. Oh, yeah. It's passed me by. I don't think I belong here. So I go to get in the shower. This is fucking, you know, 12 years in prison. I get in the shower and it lets go. I don't know if the fucking tears or the water is wetting me. I'm so fucking, just everything's coming out. I'm crying so hard that I'm saying to myself, you are crying so fucking hard right now, and it just didn't stop. I mean, I don't take, I, three minutes shower, I'm in three minutes, in, in, out, fine, gotta go, things to do, 20 minutes in the shower with this fucking water hitting me and tears hitting me, and I'm not sure if it's the tears or the water. And I'm thinking the whole world has changed and I'm not really ready for this. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin. I went to prison, I was picking up $54,000 the day before I went in, you know. And, and was I going to Myrtle Beach or the Bahamas this week or Vegas that week, you know, and here I am. I don't even have money for a sandwich if I let, walked out the door. And um, I didn't want to be, I wanted to go back to prison. Oh, absolutely I Why wanted not? to go back because I didn't even know how to walk across the street. I didn't know how to cross the street. It was fucking I was like and then with the fucking press following me, I didn't want to fucking like when the hand goes up to walk across the street, you stop, go, walk, I didn't want to break the fucking rules. not because I could give a fuck about walking across the street illegally, but these motherfuckers take a picture. And out down breaking the rules already. I mean this is Yeah. This is anyway, so that's how I lived it, but come a long way right now, uh, I, I'm still working on my book, which is forever, I've probably written four times now, different people, I had writers come on, legit writers, guys that have four or five books, I don't know what happened, they had treatments together, then they say, oh that story's been told. Really, you told my fucking story? Who told my story? They don't, you know, so yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, so, yeah, a lot of stops and starts, and you know, you know. Yeah, it takes forever. It, it takes a long time, and, and, and there's no one really reaching out. You know, no one's like looking to help you. you yeah, know? I lost a job making a hundred thousand dollars a year because this documentary came out about my life. So it's been a lot of stops and starts. But the but the good thing about it is, overall, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Life is good.
1: You know. Yeah. And you heard me say that? Like I I hear people complain all the time, and, and yeah. I'm like, wait amazing yeah. out here yeah. i just all i have to do is remember laying in my bed my my bunk right. in prison right any times i get start to feel stressed out or upset about something i immediately just go what are you doing bro right. you live out of a a a, a a a three foot by 18 inch by 20 foot Tool. or 20 inch With locker." Of tuna you were fucking big right dog. right <laughs> exactly <laughs> like this is good like yeah. it and the worst day out here is okay. better than the best day in person. it's all good yeah it's okay i i exactly yeah. I, li- I lived in someone's spare room for over a year an ex-girlfriend an ex-girlfriend's spare room with That's her two kids and right her now. and her husband
0: i live in my ex-girlfriend's house and, right
1: now and she so don't want to get rid of me
0: yeah because i'm i'm good to her yeah i'm not there's nothing intimate yeah yeah but, you know my girlfriend and her are friends my girlfriend comes from canada she flies in she stays at my girlfriend's house with me yeah and right now we're in Clearwater, staying at a condo.
1: Yeah, my so. new girl, my, my my chick Jess would stay in the spare room with me at my ex-girlfriend's house. Not that there's anything there, but yeah, right. yeah she Stacey loves me. I help take out the garbage. Yeah. I put up shelves. I change light bulbs. I do whatever. She's got a guy around her, she trusts. And her husband loves me because I put up the light bulbs. <laughs> I change the yeah, yeah. shelves. Oh, yeah. I, I the groceries? where's yeah. matt yeah yeah right ask i'm watching this you yeah, know yeah, yeah so it works yeah but it's it's so good out Keep here my bills it's small now yeah. and it's funny like dead broke now yeah. like most of the time i barely making my bills every month never been happier yeah. didn't realize how unhappy i was with money, chasing it until i had no yeah. money exactly and exactly. realize this is
0: good yeah. this is a good life yeah, i keep my shit small i stay within my means you yeah. know i don't need to go to the bahamas this weekend i'd like to if yeah. someone wants to send me a fucking ticket yeah go right it's, ahead listen, you know it's,
1: yeah, it's, <laughs> otherwise I, i'm not going people are like oh you don't care about money no, let's not get crazy Fair, here no. i'm not an idiot no no, no. i want to make money oh yeah but I know that it, does, it it doesn't really mean that yeah, much. If right. I never if I ne- never do better than I'm doing right now, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have nothing to complain about. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh,
0: I, yeah. I'd like more, but I don't really want more or need more.
1: Right. I'm you not know? willing to do anything to do, anything over the line it's to not get necessary. it. Necessary. Right. It's not necessary. So, yeah, it's just too. It's too good out here. But thanks for having me in. I really appreciate it. Yeah. it. I, yeah. I, I appreciate nice to meet too. you.
0: Uh, your story's interesting as well. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Eh. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but I I did finish my book Shark in the Housing Pool. You can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, bro, it you gotta, yeah. you got. You, you you should th- throw me a copy for coming. I here actually now. will. I'll grab, <laughs> I'll grab one. Um, all right, so that's it. So if you like the interview, if you like the channel, subscribe, hit the like button, share the video, uh, leave a comment for the algorithm, and the I'll Mike see you. The, yeah. the, the, the Mike Dowd. The Mike Dowd. Instagram, Twitter
0: and Mike Dowd or Michael Dowd on Facebook so say hello leave a message yeah.
1: follow actually yeah and, and I'll put all the if you send me the links I'll, we'll put all the links in the description too good and that's it and good luck with uh, getting the movie made and we're going to talk, yeah. talk about it we're going to talk about Larry and uh, yeah. the whole thing yeah. alright see you